We know you're a millionaire, so we want to know where you're spending. I was raised with nothing. I had nothing. I made money because I had to, not because I wanted to. I have a net worth of $9.7 million. I could very easily make a mistake and the half million dollars I have in my bank account be dried up. He's like little baby. I ain't got a hundred mil yet. I can't chill yet. Are you selling certain assets today because you feel a recession is to come? Interest rates will skyrocket. Prices may go down. Do I think that we are in a place where it's becoming unsustainable? Absolutely. Was it somebody behind you kind of giving you this guidance or push of make sure of this, make sure of this? Everything that I have ever learned, I learned the hard way. But when I sold the property, I think I made 1.7 million profit. My guy. The properties start off as the asset and eventually when they do enough business, you become the asset. There's bad landlords. They're like, this person's making money. There's no way they'll leave. Let's raise rents. Anything anybody says means absolutely nothing if you don't have it in writing. Wow. But I sold that for enough money that I got the land for free. So you got 65 acres for free. I got 65 acres for free. It paid for my house and it paid for my shop and it paid for my little guest house. My guy is living good. It's a good feeling to actually like wear something like this. But when I spend money on this, it's like, oh, this is cool, but now I want to go even harder. I purchased it in 2016 at 11,000 a door. 11 a door on a 24 plex? He's a cowboy. <laughs> He's like, I see this, I want it. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna turn it around. And I was like, look, I do houses all the time. I had owned at the time 58 single family houses. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a blessed day. And today we have a beautiful podcast for you all with a special, I'm going to give it three times, a very special, special, and special guest, guys. We got something going on good for you. And today we're going to give you the real estate gems. Okay. Now, before I get into this, for those who are new to the channel, we have a five letter word. And that five letter word starts with a V. Before I ask you, can you guess what the five letter word might be? starts with a v with a v with a v oh man i'll save him it's value <laughs> he's about to be thinking <laughs> it's <Video>? value <laughs> he's gonna say video that's video. a pretty good guess yeah, yeah. it is value if we don't give you value on this podcast we don't want to be here how far did you drive about an hour yeah hour to Plus. an hour and a half exactly guys he drove out an hour hour and a half to this podcast to make it happen for you all today how far do you drive here about an hour as well why do you live so far, uh, bro? I didn't drive anywhere. I just walked from my master bedroom to the office. <laughs> That's all I had to do. <laughs> Life is good. But Jake's like, damn it, you I do know, that to I us. <laughs> all right, guys. And today, I'm going to give you an introduction real quick on what we got going on. So for the new ones here, my name is Karam Khalil. I'm a real estate agent and commercial real estate and investor. We got Ben Wegman, who's a luxury residential real estate agent and business owner. And we got Jawad Dashti, who is a heavy real estate investor with an extremely interesting story and it's Jawad Dash. I say that in Arabic by the way. You say you get that from your family too? Yeah, I always get corrected on how I pronounce my name. Um I never seem to Do you go right. by Jake more than Jawad? <clears throat> I don't go by anything. I just want people to <laughs> do business with me and give me some money. But yeah, I people make a lot of jokes. I go by Jake, JD, Jawad. Nice, and that's cool. They're like, "What do you prefer?" I don't care. I just need to know that you're talking to me. Nice, oh I like God. that. That's awesome. And we're going to be talking to you guys about real estate, real estate investments, value add properties, how he started, how he's made millions of dollars. A very interesting story that led to a lawsuit where he was buying a commercial real estate property. It's a retail building, six unit retail building. And there's just so much that we're going to talk about. So guys, if you're busy with something or you plan to put this on the back end, don't do that. Watch every second because I promise you, you're going to get a ton of value. Now for those on Spotify, huge shout out for you all. We appreciate you guys watching there. 
well listening there because you can't watch there yeah. so thank you for listening there and those on youtube subscribe like and we're gonna dive right into it oh before i do that we got a discord channel link down below link is down below jake for you that for you uh to know this that discord channel is basically me and ben in there any questions anybody has we answer it instantly that's what the channel's about. That's good to know. I thought Discord was just for Bitcoin people. So. <laughs> real estate no, people, too. Real estate people, too. Yeah, hey, now you know. He's like, crap, I didn't know this podcast about Bitcoin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just any. we have mainly real estate people in there. They ask questions off the top. We give them a quick answer. Investments or in uh, as real estate agents. So join that, guys, if you want that value. And we're diving right in. I'm going to get comfortable, and I'm going to ask you the first question, which is how in the world did you start with real estate, with in general your life where did where were you how did you start and how did you get to where you got to right now it's kind of like a filled question but we kind of want some background of you for everyone listening um how far you want me to go back just when i started real estate or 17 years old delivering in Seagaville pizza yeah okay <laughs> right? um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i used to get in trouble like a lot and you know i used to blame my problems on everybody else and uh i got put on probation and my probation officer was pretty cool and would sit down and like level out with you and make yeah. you realize that the idiot was actually yourself and <laughs> he had a great way of doing that and yeah. i was honest enough with myself to admit that a lot of my problems were because of me and the choices i was making um he had me live with my grandparents and my grandpa's solution to getting in trouble was work so much that you don't have time to get in trouble Ooh, <clears throat> so that's good that's yeah, when i started working in the plumbing field and then my little brother followed my footsteps and started getting in trouble a lot Crap. so i ended up taking care of him because nobody else wanted to deal with the problems so i was that's a big brother right yeah that's a big brother so <laughs> i was uh plumbing during the day and delivering pizzas at night to make the ends meet what age was this uh at that point i was probably 20. yeah okay that is awesome how old was your brother <sighs> He's three years younger, so he was he probably was 17. 17. He, he was 16 at the time because I remember he was like, couldn't wait to drop out, uh, which I can't hate because I dropped out too. So there you go. I didn't oh, even this finish is, high school. We got, we got two dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting pretty good pretty quick. Okay, so we're listening. Um, which I'm not proud of, by the way, but it worked out uh, for me for the best. So uh, Now, got, are you not proud of it because you dropped out and you didn't continue because you couldn't or you're not proud of it from, from what aspect? I'm just curious. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of people who are like schools for fools. And I'll tell you this, every single thing that I heard in school and I was like, you're stupid. I will never use this in my life. I use it all. What? So wow. even the Pythagorean theorem, y'all remember that? That <laughs> was on my, plus that was on my plumbing license test. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You have to yeah. know that to know okay. the volume Wait, of I'm, water. I'm right, right? A squared plus B squared equals C squared? Probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you were a plumber, so you had to, were yeah. you licensed? Yeah, so I had to get my master's license, which is eight years. It's like getting a doctorate. You're kidding. Wow. So, and you got it. Yeah, and I got it. And so that was on my test, and I was laughing. <laughs> oh I was gosh. like, I need to go find my teacher and apologize. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so you were delivering pizzas at night. You became Now, people say, like, I became a plumber, but let's take this off the top. I know plumbers who make more than doctors, if you're a good plumber. Is that true? Like yeah, two, three, four hundred K a year? I, yeah, I was making good money and I would get chewed out by uh doctors and attorneys where we would build them and we were actually 
very affordable because yeah. I had just started out, you know, you're hungry and you don't value yeah. yourself enough yet. Right. So yeah. there's the V word. And I would have <laughs> nice. attorneys that were like, I don't even make this much money. And I'm like, get a better job. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. so they're Sorry. salty because you're, because yeah. a plumber's making more money than that. Yeah. But there's, I, there's definitely attorneys out there that wait, make way more. He just yeah. wouldn't, the right he wasn't one. the one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Dude, that's hilarious. Okay. So, so you were making some good money and you became a plumber. Um, so you were at 20 years old when you started. Was it 28 when you got your master plumbing license? Uh, or what, what age so was that? So I started the plumbing at 17. I got my first license at 21, okay. which only means that you can be a plumber, period, yeah. at that license. And then it took four more years to get my master's. So that was 25. I did and not then, know it was an eight-year process. That's You're basically insane. a doctor, so I'm going to yeah. start calling you Dr. Dashti. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, and I'm not trying to make plumbers sound cool. Um even though Mario Brothers, you know, yeah. hopping <laughs> in but, the pipes. But uh, <laughs> a plumber can kill more people than a doctor ever can. So um, wow. the reason why licensing became so serious is because a plumber made a mistake or a handyman made a mistake at a school and a boiler exploded and it killed everybody uh, in the school. Um, that happened in Texas. Oh and then there was God. a drinking fountain that was installed incorrectly at a sports stadium and it killed like thousands of people. They're just fountain. poisoned or yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah wow. Contaminated water and poisons people. So Jeez. I would have never thought of that. Do you, do you still own a plumbing company or do you, did you ever own one? Yeah. I still own a plumbing company. Nice. So, so you're real estate and you do the plumbing aspect. Yeah. But I don't, I don't manage the plumbing company. There's people that manage the office. Um, I do get calls every day, every other day, whatever, kind of like a broker would yeah, where, yeah. where they got a question. But that's usually just like a three-minute phone call. But you connect, you you refer a ton to your own business. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Okay, so that business uh, it was making you good money. Is that what made you transition into real estate? Like, what's the transition to get into real estate? So, I went from being homeless to living with my grandparents to starting the plumbing company, and then I used to always work for this guy named Jeff who. A lot of people know he's a uh, broker out of Richardson, Jeff Stedgick, if you've ever I've heard, heard of him. his last name. Yeah. Um, so now he owns some 3M Customs or something like that. But nice. at, at the time when I met him, he's a big nail down. But back then he was uh, just some carpenter and uh, he owned a couple of rental properties in Richardson back when Richardson wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. uh, close to UTD. Nice. And um, I worked on a lot of jobs with them and then he started adding second floors to all of his rental properties and since he was a carpenter he was doing it pretty cheap and yeah. adding a lot of value to them and then From, I hadn't seen him for like a year or two which you know all the contractors in a city know each other you run into each other at different job sites but later on I seen him and he's like got this really nice car this big house he's got way more rentals and I was yeah. like whoa what's going on here and he nice. went from being like on an equal playing field to now he's like paying me to come do work on his rental properties. So you were Leveled like, up. yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. you were like, he's done that. I can probably do the same thing. Was he working side by side with you in a different, like not the same industry, but kind of same properties? Yeah, he was, he was always the, you know, carpenter and things like that. And that's to my cool. understanding, I'd just gotten started in the real estate field and uh, I just spoke to him recently and like, I guess his son's a title attorney now and Got his it. other son's a broker. So do you have anybody in your family who's in real estate before you got into it? No. So you just was all you. Yeah. I, I'll, 
pretty uh, hard-headed and uh, think highly of myself. So I was like, if you can do this, I can definitely do this. <laughs> and I, you know, as a anybody in construction getting hired by all these flippers that won't stop bragging about how much money they're making. Yeah. And I'll tell you how little I knew about real estate at the time. I was like, if you could do this and y'all don't have a clue what you're doing with this construction. And I'm like, then I could do this. But little did I know the construction has very little to do with real estate. It's so much more about the numbers and things like that. The deal finding and all that. But at the time I was like, you don't know nothing about this. Like, Here's one thing though I, I needed to mention is uh, Jake, you wholesale, you flip, you have value add properties. Just, where, I was just about to ask, what's his full capacity? Uh, yeah, in, I, I should have uh, said that on the intro. So probably put a scene in the front as well. You wholesale, you flip, you uh, rent, you have value add properties. I know you do cash out refis. You were heavy in residential, if I'm not mistaken, right? And are yeah. you doing a transition to commercial? Um, I'm playing a lot more in the field. How heavy would you say you're in residential? Are they, is there a lot of rental properties? Do you mainly just um, rent them, flip them? Do you wholesale them? Like what's your... So in 2018, 2019, I don't know, before COVID, yeah. um, <clears throat> I'd say that at all times we were renovating four or five um, properties at a time that were either for flips or rentals mm-hmm. um, while I had a 24 unit apartment cl- uh, complex that was here in Grand Prairie. Nice. Um, nice. It was over by the new GM. Uh, Are you General talking, uh, you said the new GM? Yeah, where the General Motors. Oh, oh, I got you. It kind of borders <clears throat> Arlington area yeah. there. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right at the border. Okay. So it was over there. And uh, plus, a I had. 24 plex there. I would think that's hot. You're like five minutes from the Cowboys Stadium now. Yeah. Not and I'm bad. sure that thing is appreciated like crazy, huh? Uh, yeah. Did so, you hold it or you sold you. it already? I just sold that. Oh, just oh nice. Sold it. I just Congrats. sold it right before meeting you. Wow. What? Like today? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, no, no. So I, I <laughs> nice. purchased. But still a good market. Like yeah, eight oh, months ago, 100%. maybe. I purchased ago? it in 2016 at 11,000 a door. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So it let's was, say 10, so 280 grand maybe. Yeah, sixteen thousand a door, some somewhere in eleven some, a door on a twenty fourplex. Yeah, well, so at the time I was getting twenty units, <laughs> and so I was getting twenty units, and I'm telling you they were bad. Okay. Like I don't know how well you know that one eighty area, which now is getting. I'm familiar with it. Are you t- you're but, close to Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know. And where so, uh, you know, whenever I purchase it, and uh, slap me if I say something I'm not supposed to say on here, but it, <laughs> it was all. Out of 20 units, only three people had a lease, but it was fully occupied. Everybody else was a hooker or a drug addict who was a squatter. So what made you get the confidence to buy an asset like that? That's what I told you. Is I, You're uh, a value add, in my opinion. He, like he's that. a cowboy. He's a cowboy. <laughs> he's like, I see this. I want it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. turn it around. And, yeah. and I was like, look, I do houses all the time. And, you know, I had owned at the time 58 um, single family houses and I was, I was turning over, like I said, four to six to eight houses at a time that we were rehabbing, uh, whether it was like wholesale, hotel flips, things like that. Cool. And so we were on fire with it and I was like, I can do this. It's the exact same thing. Well, of course I learned it's not the same. Um, Inspections are different uh co's are different your fire stuff's different like there was a lot of learning curve through it but when i sold the property 
Um, I made a little over one point. I think I made one point seven million profit. My guy. So there you go. That makes um, you feel good. Man. Don't. I, I don't want to trick anybody into yeah, thinking yeah. this was easy. Yeah. It made me of feel course, good about the number. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk about it. Twenty sixteen. You went and you bought it. Let's say you spent two sixty to two eighty. It was a beat down property. You yeah. had bad leases. You had to do so much re- renovations it, to it. It was rough. You had random people squatting in it. They were doing bad things. 2016, what's but, the time frame of remodeling it? But remember, that was 20 doors, so how it became 24. Oh, how did it become four more? Um, so I was out there. Um, I always wanted to go through the property first before I get my team out there. And the reason why is if my team comes out there and they see syringes and all this other stuff, one, they're going to not want to come or they're not going to – like it just messes up the vibe and the flow for them. And what do you mean so, by syringes? Like, like people needles. shooting up heroin needles oh. or they just say this is our opportunity to get in really low <laughs> like yeah. let's live so, on their needles yeah. everywhere yeah, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i'm out there and you know i'm kind of coming up with my plan and my scope of work nice um which i'm just basically like hey this is what i think we're going to rent them for this is what i want to do to them i'm looking trying to see what can we save what can we not save and i see this old man at a fourplex across the street that's identical to mine they had to have all been one at okay. some point and i i walked up to him i'm like hey do you own this he's like yeah I'm like you want to sell it and he's like nope <laughs> and then and then he started mowing his lawn <laughs> so the next time he went out there i noticed it was That's on the hilarious. same day so now i know like he comes on the same day of the month right. every day yeah Smart. and i asked him again he's like no and then he started mowing the lawn this guy's like 70 something years old oh wow and he's so, just chilling he's so, making in a couple so of a couple third of time month. i show up because i know you always have to follow up and the third time, I'm like, I'm not going to ask him before he mows the lawn. I'm going to ask him after he mows the lawn. He's <laughs> all tired and beat and down. this dude was so beat down. It was <laughs> it was like 107 degrees. He's He had a riding mower, but now he's trying to push this riding mower up into his pickup truck. And he's looking at me with these big tear-dropped eyes, like oh wondering if I'll help him put it in there. <laughs> or please buy my property. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm I walked up this. there, and I was like, hey, you want to sell the property? And he's like, how much you talking? I was like, oh. See, this now is you got to put in the door. Put yeah. in the door. Nice. And I told him, I was like, "You really want to come out here and do this once a month?" And he's like, "No, wow. I hate this place." And uh, you could tell he hated the place because it was a very nice property mm-hmm. that had not been maintained at all. You could tell the guy didn't enjoy it at all. And okay. I asked him, I said, "If you don't like it, like, why do you still own it?" Nice. And he said, "For my son." And I mm-hmm. said, "Well, do you have you even asked your son if he wants it?" And he froze. And you could tell he never even considered that. Wow. Well, Good and questions. Yeah, definitely. Very good questions definitely. where you're making the guy think. And the follow-up, you know, we want to give this value quick to the to the viewers. Me and Ben in real estate, every single thing in the game of real estate, and I think in business in general, you guys can guarantee that, you have to follow up. You have to follow up, follow through, and I think follow back as well. Uh, Ryan Serhant speaks heavily on that, and that's the name of the game. You keep following up, you keep uh, pushing forward, and hopefully you end up landing. We have a property we just closed on. It's two pieces of land. Beside it is an empty, it's just an empty about 0.2 acre land as well. It's an 86 year old lady who owns it. I called her three weeks ago, never thought of selling it. I said, okay, I'll follow up in a week. Followed up again. She answered, she goes, I don't know the number yet. Followed up three weeks later, no pickup. Calls from a different phone, no pickup. But I'm gonna keep following up. Yeah. Because if we close that third property, it becomes almost an acre of a property. We can possibly build an aplex on it. Nice. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the follow-up that Jake just said made him, in my opinion, millions because you added that fourplex on it, right? 
So it's is it is it something you added onto the building or you just purchased it and then just made it all one property? Yeah, I just purchased it and made it all one property. Um, but he ended up selling it to me owner finance with like only ten thousand dollars down. Wow. And nice. uh, I only had to pay him a thousand dollars a month, and it was four two bedroom units. Wow. So what's the what's the number you bought it at? The you put ten down. What do you pay for it? I did you pay a little more because you felt it was a good add to your twenty units? Yeah, so he told me he only wanted one hundred fifty thousand for it. Okay, which can you imagine now? Like now, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd buy them all. Yeah. But one fifty right now in a four unit, not even considering area, has to be four to six hundred. And quick yeah. question: Are you using your own money? I I know you were only down ten thousand on this one. For the other one, are you using your own money, or do you have investors? How does that usually Good question. work? Well, so at the time, I didn't know about ten thirty one exchanges. Sure. And so I made the mistake of selling some houses, taking the tax hit. Gotcha. And buying the apartment. So you're funding this all on your own. Yeah, I was awesome. funding it all on nice. my own nice. uh, with a plan to rehab it, rent it out, and then refinance it. There you go. There's too many questions coming in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I got you here. I have to yeah. throw them. Yeah. Let me ask you this 1031, can you sell 10 houses, 1031, all that profit into one asset? Yes. Or is, you can do that? Yeah. So you sold, let's say, five, and then you 1031 the whole amount. Yeah. But you, you could have done that. But you but. cannot take you cannot take one property and sell it and buy 10. You cannot take... Interesting. You cannot sell one $1 million property gain and then buy 10 assets from there? Yes, correct. You can't disperse. It has to go to one... It has to all be funneled you, you into You can one. go from one down to three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so if I sold my shopping center and made a mill, I can take the whole two mil total and then take it and buy three other properties? Correct. Yeah. Okay. This is good. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. But yeah. so so you could you can take one asset and buy three assets with it. You can disperse the profits to different. Yeah. But it's complicated because they're like then it has to be a property that's the same value or more, and then it becomes a boot, and you pay taxes on it. Yeah. It's well. But, but the the trickier it is, the more gray it is. The more gray it is, the more ways that you can make it work. Nice. And that's really? why a like lot that. of bulls have the like gray. That. So what I did was, <clears throat> is so I bought that property owner finance. Raised all the rents on everything. I started leasing the two bedrooms. I raised them from five hundred dollars a month to uh, eleven eighty a month or twelve eighty a month, that's something a like double. that. Almost and, triple. And mm -hmm. before everybody thinks I'm the bad guy, I fixed a lot of stuff this guy <laughs> didn't fix in thirty years. Like one unit didn't have electricity. Protect yourself. Some, People get yeah. sensitive about yeah, this stuff. I agree. And, try and cancel them. This old man named Joe lived in a unit and didn't have electricity because wow. the panel had been broken. And wow. I'm like, like you can't live in here without electricity. And so you hooked them up. Yeah. Like you gave them something to live in, something livable. Yeah. And so some tenants, of course, leave. And if they do, I refer them to other places. And some stay. Some, nice. some that I never would have thought would stay if you double the rent were more than happy to because I took what looked like the worst thing that you could have possibly imagine a dump okay and gave them what was basically a Good palace job. Nice. Um, so, so you're a huge asset to the city any city you go into where you add value i believe you're an asset you're doing it in quinlan right you do it really where anywhere you go in fort worth you made what is it on lancaster a gorgeous uh, building um so that's huge so 20 unit building you purchased four unit buildings yeah. purchased you made them 24 units i sell them for 2.2 million and then when I wanted to go 1031 it, I was like, all right, let me see what big stuff I could buy. And then I realized like I'm finding a lot more profitable value ideals in the not so expensive range. Mm. Um, so then I was like, hmm. So even though I'm selling this all together, technically I bought the property separate. So okay. technically, since I bought three properties separately on three different 
parcels and deeds. Okay, okay. Can I not turn each three into three, which means I could 1031 into nine properties? And so my 1031 company said, yes, you can do that. And oh, so that's huge. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> and so that let me take a little over one and a half million dollars and purchase a lot more properties. How much was the the renovation? A couple hundred grand? Uh, I believe. You say you're in at 250 plus 150. You're at 400. You probably put two, three, 400. I, th I, th I think I put, I know it was like 7,500 doors. So you do the math. Seven what on 20. So like 180, maybe 180,000. Probably 250,000. Was probably. when you made that one to one and a half mil profit. Could you say that was your first million dollar profit flip? Yes. Okay. When you made that, you made it in life. Is that what you how, felt? How you feeling? How you feeling after making? I don't feel plus? anything because <laughs> wow. for, for those of you that don't know, I will be the only honest person and tell you. I love that it. you never get to touch the money. You never, yeah. you never. Yeah. And, and I even asked my ten thirty one lady. Dumb. I was like, I know can I can't I just touch the hold money, it? but yeah, can I just take a picture with it? <laughs> yeah. Can I go to the bank? Which this first is off, so you, funny. If you <laughs> if you've ever gone to a bank, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever tried to pull out money. Like but, 250 or something or two. Most of them don't even have $10,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, if you try to, they're like, fill out this form and let's make sure you get audited if you fill out this mm -hmm. form. Well, they even tell me, like, one time I tried to get $20,000 out to buy a car and they were like, we don't have that. Like, we have to order it. Yeah. And you I'll, have to, like, call way ahead. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, one time I had to um, hop banks. I actually had to hop yeah. banks for a quick deal that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. I, did do I, I had to do doing. that to, to buy a new watch. I had to hop banks. <laughs> yeah. My guy was like, I want cash only. I was like, okay. That is hilarious yeah. but no I've, I've, I've never had a million dollars in my account uh wow. I've, I've never got to to hold a million dollars in my hand not yet uh, not on, yet right on average i keep you know five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars okay. in my account and that's yeah. something that's light for, that's for cushion <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but I, i've got to have that like, yeah. like you never would know. you consider that reserves yeah yeah absolutely do you define every bank account for every asset in its <laughs> own reserves or is it just your personal or your business so in my books, I split everything up to to the penny to the building. Nice. Um, which accountants love. Everybody else says I'm crazy. They they're like, no, nope, just throw it all in there. You know, it should just be a drop in the bucket. They're saying throw it in one bank. Well, they're they? they're, they're saying just put it all towards like your properties, two dash properties. Okay. And I don't do it like that. So anytime somebody buys something, I'm like, hey. We spent fourteen dollars and thirty two cents at Home Depot, and it went towards this property buying nice. this. Good job. So my accountant yeah. loves that, but then I can pull reports at any time, and I know what's performing, what's not. And I love because sometimes I I tell you right now, I had properties where I'm like, I will never sell this property. I love this property, and then I go run my numbers, which I do every single year when the new tax, okay, uh, property tax comes out. I rerun all my properties, and sometimes I'm like. The one that I thought I would never sell ended up being my worst performing one. Ooh. And, you know, it's still great performing in industry standards. Okay. Sure. But it's not. You have it, a different performance level. Yeah. Nice. And because you don't think about turnaround or things like that. So two dash properties. Tell us a little bit about that. I know that's your company. Um, I know you have two dash properties, two dash home buyers. Yes. And then uh, how do you like define these two? What's the differences with them? Uh, two dash properties currently is the um, rental company. So okay. is that where like, let's say like the 50 plus homes are in there? Correct. And then you have two dash uh, home uh, buyers, which I did separately. That's for all the wholesaling and flipping. Okay. Um, just, I would just wanted to separate the liabilities. Nice. nice. Yeah. Would you, um, would you say that your commercials and two dash properties? It is currently, it, but that's changing. 
Got it. You're changing the structure on that. Yeah, I'm changing my structure a lot. So, is that going to be whole other entity or? Yes. Yeah. Nice. So you uh, have like two dash properties, two dash home buyers, two dash and then uh, the plumbing, commercial. The plumbing yeah. company is Precision Plumbing, but the LLC is actually two dash group. I've actually nice. heard of that company before. Precision Plumbing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, that is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I've reached out to them also for personal work for for flips and such like that. This is so crazy. This yeah. is so much value. I okay, like it. so. You made a nice flip, made some good money. You never felt it, so you didn't really feel that you made that much money. Yeah. Did you find an asset to relocate it to? Yeah, I found multiple. Because um, you could do up to nine, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so one of them is the property where I met you. Nice. Um, we need to talk about that story. Super yeah. funny story, and it was a really good deal. Yeah, so that was uh, the sixth unit in Fort Worth, and... I don't know. Did we know each other before that? So let me give you guys the, the scoop, the inside scoop. Let's we need it. to have like an inside scoop series. So there's a property on the market in Fort Worth, Texas. We're not going to get into all the details of it, but you were interested in buying it, yes. right? You were listing agent? No, not listing okay. agent. But somehow, some way, I don't want to get into too much detail because there's, I, I got to get, you know what I understand. <laughs> Somehow, some way, me and him found each other in the DMs on Facebook. Okay. He, um, DFW Real Estate Investment Group, right? Yeah. You're the admin of that. It's about 45, uh, 40, 40 plus something thousand members, which, I mean, you need an investment, you need a wholesale, you need advice, you need to post. Uh, like, there is everything about it in that group. It's a huge asset for us here, specifically in DFW, right? So, me and him, uh, I make a lot of posts there. I see he makes a lot of posts there. When you do real estate deals, guys, you just get known by the other ones who do real estate deals. I always tell people, you can you can always BS someone who's not a player, yeah. someone who's not in the game. But the people you need to impress are those in the game. But you can't impress them because they'll sniff you out real quick if they find out that you're faking it. You know, fake it till you make it type of thing. So um, I've seen him make a lot of posts. I've made posts, and then we just ended up being in the DMs. I ended up representing him on the commercial purchase, which it was literally like. Hey, can I represent you? Uh -huh. He's like, sure. sure just yeah. get me in the door. <laughs> nice. Got him in the door, and then I saw him perform. I am not kidding you. I learned so much from the deal. And it's funny because I was the realtor who's supposed to be guiding him, which I did my, my best that I can do, but he has a ton of knowledge, so he was also catching a ton of stuff. Sure. And we had these sellers of the property. It was a six-unit uh, retail building. They kept messing with the leases. They kept uh, having tenants playing games. Mm. They weren't showing things in transparency. Mm. And Jake's like, why the hell are they changing this? Yeah. Why the hell are they doing this? Yeah. And he was buying it happy as is. Sure. But they were playing with things thinking they're making it look better for him. Gotcha. But he had a game of value. He didn't add. care, yeah. He didn't care. He had a game of value. He had, had a game of a bunch of stuff. Anyways, well, the, yeah. The, the biggest mistake they were making was... They were trying to impress me by locking people in the long-term yes. leases. But when you have value add and you can double the rent, sure. yeah. I don't want these people yeah. in five years. Literally leases. doing the opposite of what <laughs> yeah. I want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the more I told them to stop, <laughs> the more they were doing it. Oh, gosh. And it, it was becoming a headache. And I do want to correct you on something. Okay. Crom thinks that he just came in my inbox. is like, hey, mm -hmm. let me represent you. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. 100 realtors message me a day sure. including today yeah and ask for my business yeah i'm about and to, to be honest i to be honest i kindly as possible blow these people off yeah crom is the only person that didn't come saying me 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 and said you 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 nice he wow. was the first Great person point. that came to me and said how can i provide you value how can wow. i he came with a servant's mindset 
Nice. So no. that's Rump? that's why I wanted to Don't do that. Don't make me hanging. That just gave me goosebumps. So I just uh, thank and, you so much for and saying that. And that wasn't that. just huge. beforehand. That was after the closing too. By the way, man, that is awesome. So I want to give you credit there. Thank you so much for that. Like, it's crazy. Great work. I, it blew me away by yeah. you saying that. I really appreciate that. It was it was a special deal for me. It was a great connection to have with you. And you know, when I came into that deal, I was like, I I got to make it happen for him in every single aspect. And I did my my best with it, and I know that that is a very good asset for you today. I know you got the city to pay for a lot of the facelifting you did. I know that you got tenants who are paying you a lot more in the rent. And just to touch up on uh, what he was talking about, so some leases were six months left, a year left, two years left. He was happy with those. He actually wanted some to end so he can raise rents, which is the value add game. And they were giving him, they were changing those leases to five year leases, thinking he's Ooh. gonna feel more comfortable with a cash flowing asset. Sure. Yeah. He didn't want that. You're in the value add game. Yeah. You know and so saying? we're picking it up at an eight cap, which NDFW is good right now. Yeah. Um, but for the area, I really don't wanna buy an eight cap. Like mm -hmm. to some people, that'd be good, but it's really not what I'm looking for. Gotcha. And by the time that I'm done making this perform the way it should, uh, technically, I'd have it at, probably about a 16 cap and and i'm okay with some people being locked in for a year because you know you want to go through one tenant at a time increasing rent so you're still cash flowing while yeah. doing what you need to do mm -hmm. but when they're locking everybody in for five and then we complain so then they switched everybody to month to month and then we were <laughs> yeah. like hey you changed the rents and so then they like started changing the rent numbers it became a big problem. They literally kept back and forth and then you pulled in and, and uh, this is where I saw him get aggressive. And he has, the next thing I know, we're getting some lawyer emails. And okay. I'm like, oh, hell no. He the lawyers in, are coming in. He pulled in a lawyer <laughs> on the deal. And I'm like, my hands are up. Like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we knew we were in the same scoop of what's about to happen. But his lawyer came in hot. He came in ready and he came in demanding. And I know Jake was fuming him from behind telling him one, two, three. Sure. They ended up getting, uh, they ended up fixing, if I'm not mistaken, everything needed. And then you ended up hustling 67 grand. Yeah. So um, before everybody thinks that I just uh, bully these people, understand. <laughs> no, not at all. He's got to set the record signed, straight. Yeah. They signed multiple contracts with me that state you will not modify the lease. I was about to tell you. I was about to say. You will not make any changes at all because you know that I'm buying the property. Sure. So, of course. Unless it's under your um, approvals. Yeah. You got to have written approval from me. Exactly. So, and the contract only, stated not that. Not only did they do it once, it was like. Five, because they times. were trying to fix it every time he was yeah. like, why'd you do it? They would try to fix it. And I was like, stop trying to fix it. Just stop. So how it, long did this deal take to from start to finish? Um, he was working on it, I think, prior for me getting involved. But I think when I got involved, maybe 45 days Okay, for everything. Yeah, something like that. Well, not Possibly. too bad. Um, yeah. But we ended up closing on the property, and they had to give me a $67,000 check. Yeah. Um, which was so great. they gave you money. Yeah, they gave me money at closing. Wow. Well, and it was, a, it was a great property, 67K off the top. Um, the city gave you some money for, for facelifting it? Yeah, so I'm still waiting on Fort Worth. You can see all these other facade checks that I've gotten. A lot of other cities move a lot faster. But I uh, love the city of Fort Worth. They're getting yeah. it done. Everything's processed, so I should be getting that check here in like the next week. But, and then um, we had something with the roof where we also got, did we get a new roof on there or they had yeah. insurance go yeah. out? Yeah, they had insurance nice. go out. So they, they got me a roof as well. Nice. Uh, which I put the terms in the contract. 
Uh, a lot of people don't ask for that. And I'm like, yeah. well, you have insurance. Yeah. Put in a claim. Sure. I'll gladly pay the deductible if they're going to put a new $100,000 roof. Mm-hmm. I would gladly pay the $2,500. 100%. And there's one piece of advice that I want to give everybody that I personally learned from Jake himself, guys, is every single thing. I, I have to say it. Even if you want to fart, you have to put it in writing. <laughs> everything you did not let a sing it was pretty funny right i hope they laugh behind the yeah. scenes <laughs> I laughed every a bit. single thing that you said it was like get it in writing yeah smart well i'll just i'll tell you what is i i used to be a smaller player in the space and i have learned and a lot of people that will learn that in anything criminal or civil or any business I don't care what people promise you. Just mm-hmm. like the car salesman, where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, buy the car, pay this, come back next week, I'll detail it, and I'll give you some brand new rims. And you show up and they're like, did you have that in the contract? So I've learned a long time ago that anything anybody says means absolutely nothing if you don't have it in writing. Wow. Um, which is why not only did we get the leases, but we made them sign a certified rent roll, yes. which says not only do we have the leases, but you are guaranteeing that these leases are correct and you can't blame nobody else. I have to no. say, and I'm saying it on air, some stuff that he did i was like do we really have to do that it was like we already got them to sign that there's no for example the estoppel forms we already got them to sign that then jake was like get this uh, them to sign this each tenant then each tenant signed it acknowledging their lease then he goes we also want it certified so we already got what we want uh-huh. but then he wanted again certified nice. and i'm going to ask you on that was it somebody behind you kind of giving you this guidance or push of make sure of this, make sure of this, or is it like a gut where you've had bad experiences or things where you just knew you needed to do this? Yeah, everything that I've ever learned, I learned the hard way. Yeah. So I've had people lie about rents. Um, I've had people lie about tenants' leases and mm-hmm. how long they're gonna be there. I've had them lie about how good they're paying. Nice. Um, yeah, people will tell you, yeah, they paid me a thousand a month and never missed a payment, never been a day late. <laughs> you find out they're a squatter; they're not even a tenant. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's just a, a lot of uh, covering your butt yeah. and doing due diligence. Smart. And uh, so, in the end, we got the building at a great price. We got it at an eight cap when nice. going rate in the area is like a six or a seven. Um, we would, got would you have bought? I'm sorry to cut you off. Would you have bought it if you didn't see the value add opportunity? No, no. No, because go. that's what I want everyone there, to know. There's a lot of companies out there that would love to buy five caps, six caps, seven caps all day long. Um, but yes, I need the cash flow because that's what I live off of. That's what my company lives off of. Nice. Um, so I do have to have the cash flow. But how I get my wealth is through the value add. Nice. That was powerful. So we purchased a property, it had six tenants in it. I, I told Garam, I was like, there's no way. Watching 30 days, every one of these tenants aren't going to be paying. There's yeah. no yeah, way yeah, they're yeah. going to pay. Yeah. And I will tell you this. I was wrong because every one of them tenants was paying. Every single one. There was one that kept paying late and would get later, 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 and later. And I didn't want to mess with the building yet because, you yeah. know, I have a lot of projects going on. 100%. And so I want to cash flow this until I finish some other projects Smart. and then come to it. And then finally, I was like, look. I can't deal with you being this late this often. And uh, so I honestly did her a favor because she'd been paying rent for a year and hadn't even opened her business yet. Wow. And I, I remember we spoke about something yeah. like that. Was that the one who, the, the yeah, was that the one one who had middle? like stuff in there, but mm-hmm. you're like, it doesn't look like it's ever open. Yeah. And oh. so 
Um, luckily enough, I got the cash flow the whole time. But good job. Uh, she turned over the keys. She was heartbroken at first, but um, everybody agreed later on, including her, her cousin, who was another tenant, that it was really in her best interest. Nice. And I ended up leasing that without doing anything to the inside um, for double and turning it to triple wow. net. Now, one thing that I want to touch up on is you were talking about um, you converted the lease to a triple net lease, which I want to give some value also to the audience watching. Um, prior leases, I think they were gross leases. Correct. Right? Gross leases in general, guys, for those who don't know, essentially the the landlord wants the least responsibility, right, on yeah. a property. You don't want to have to deal with if property taxes go up. You don't want to have to deal with if there's uh, common uh, issues on the property, if insurance goes up, all that. So what you prefer is a triple net lease. A gross lease, you have to inherit the problems or the, the cost that goes up. A triple net lease, the tenants take all those, right? So if the taxes went up on the building 10 grand next year, all the tenants are going to have to do that on like a pro rata share. They're all going to pay those expenses. So where all the leases converted to triple net from your from that building not yet because i i still have a lot of those tenants uh i'm just now working on transitioning through that um like you don't I said, you don't get worried i'm sorry to cut you off you don't get worried when you pay what you paid and then the city says oh you bought it for x amount then they go and they raise the taxes then you have to take that hit on the taxes and it messes your cash on cash and your cash um, flow you that's something you got to worry about but uh if only the government actually paid that much attention to what the government does um then it would work yeah, that way yeah. but uh I, I would trade all day long for the government to be that good at anything really um but because no, i they, thought when a deed falls into the the system they get an alert hey this property was sold they'll look at the deed they'll try to get the price and then bang here's a new uh valuation yeah of course they're gonna know you know what i bought it for which is why a lot of times Whenever I'm selling a property, people are like, what are your property taxes? How much you pay on insurance? I'm like, so weird that you asked that because that's not what you're going to pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a whole part of, you know, learning as you grow. That is huge. Um, Touch on that so, a little more, please. So I, well, on, on I'm someone buying a building. Yeah. You know, so if some grandma bought a building 70 <laughs> years ago and her property taxes are based off of, you know, the the county not doing a great job increasing taxes over time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then, you know, like on that fourplex, uh, I think the guy's taxes on the building, they were valuing the property at 80,000 for a fourplex. Wow. Um, and that's just because the guy's never done anything with it. Well, I know whenever I buy it, they're gonna be like, hey, this new guy bought it. What's the purchase price? Um, if I pay cash for it, then they don't have to know what I bought it for, but mm -hmm. then they're going to go out and guess themselves. Yep. So we already know how that goes. Good job. So uh, whenever I run my numbers, I run on base off of what I think they're going to pull comps at. Very, good very, point. very, very good point. Yeah. So I bought a, a triplex and this triplex was purchased in 2018 or 19, paid for it 300. It was valued each, it was a triplex, each uh, unit was valued at I think 45 or 50, right? So you talk so way about, under. Yeah, way yeah. under. Um, and I bought it way under market. Its mm -hmm. real value was 150, 160. So I was like, I'll make 150, 200 on the deal. Um, went in there, rents were 700, 800 per unit. Gave them notices, raised it. Some stayed, some left. I remodeled the ones that left, refinanced, did a cash out on it. Um, and then I ended up selling it eight months ago, maybe. Okay. So did the cash out. So here's a funny story. I called a guy, his name is Ben Mala. I know, I know of Ben. I don't know Ben. You have know to. Of ben, ben. You have Ben's to. a good name. Yeah, Ben, ben yeah. yeah. So so Ben Mala is worth a quarter billion dollars. YouTube channel, heavy, heavy guy in the hotel industry. 
And he had this option where I follow him when he had like one subscriber. And I, I love him, his personality. He knows the game. He's a player. He actually does it. So I saw that he has a $250 for an hour phone call or 30-minute phone call. So I was like, 250 bucks to speak with a quarter billionaire? That's too cheap. Yeah, that's I was offended for him. Way yeah. too cheap. I'm offended for him because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know that, know that I would take somebody's phone call for that. Yeah. Heck so no. so I, I book Heck it no. and I call and we start talking. And I'm like, I got this triplex and I'm going to be selling it. I may lose some money on the sale. And then he starts asking me questions. And I was like, I did a cash out refinance. I got good money out of it. Um, but I'm going to lose on the sale. He goes, what? You want to do a cash out refinance and you want to benefit on the sale and profit? He goes, you already took your money up front. So he's like, you can't make it on both ends. Sure. You got to maybe take a hit on the sale because you juiced the asset for the cash out. I was like, he's right. COVID came, got blessed, pulled out with 20K profit on top of the cash out refi. Yeah. Right? So uh, that was huge though, because the 45 to 55K valuation per unit, when I closed, went up to 115 per unit. Wow. Yeah. My cash on cash was 23%, and it went down to 18%. Still very good, but the reality was it dipped me. And imagine if I paid 14, if it was at a 14 cap, for example, and I went down to a nine cap, I'm not going to hold a nine cap 1982 building. It's just going to have too much issues for me. So anyone who's buying real estate, what's so important is that when you buy it, look at the current insurance, the current property taxes, but do know it could potentially double based off of what you're paying for it. Sure. So the leases that um, were on the property, gross leases, you want to convert those to triple net leases. So if the taxes go up, insurance goes up, the tenants have to pay for that. How, Some, did, how does that transition take place? How do you go from a gross lease to a triple net? Well, first off, most of these tenants know that they were getting lucky having a gross lease because sure. it's a huge mistake, in my opinion, for anybody with a commercial property to have a gross lease mm -hmm. unless it's an office building. Mm -hmm. And you would still have your cam charges. Even office buildings are trying to convert, but it's a yeah, little complicated. Yeah, it's complicated, and, and I, I recommend that they convert. Yeah. Um, but right now, how does it make sense if you are as a tenant, say you're Starbucks and you want my building for 30 years, and I say, okay, I'll lock you in at X amount a month yeah. for 30 years, but then my property taxes, like right now, you know, where prices are skyrocketing, yeah. if they're locked in the 30 years, they're winning. Yeah. And and I'm losing because my property taxes are going up because my value is still going up. How do you protect yourself from that? Well, the way, the way you protect yourself is, hey, you can have this extremely good deal. So on a triple net, there will be, will be lower rents um, because they are taking on Absolutely. Uh, all, all those they're things. They're taking a pretty good liability yeah, they're for you. They're taking all the variables. Exactly. And so exactly. I know exactly what my return is going to be for however long the lease is. There's no question about it. And so, like, I've got one in Fort Worth on the same street as the other one. Nice. And it's a title loan company. Nice. They pay me a great return. I bought that at a 19 cap. And, um, wow. Nice. Uh, that's the one where I was telling you about where I almost got in a lawsuit over it because they thought they sold it to me too cheap. Well, but, that's, that's so they're like, fault. we yeah. sold it too cheap. Yeah. We want the property back. Right. But they told me the price. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nice. uh, with that one, <coughs> they've been there 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they've been there 20 years. The tenants and, have been in there for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, the tenants have yeah. been there for 20 years. They're on a five-year lease that they just renewed on, and then they have an option to renew for two more terms of five years, okay. two or three more. And so they've been there a long time. They literally just remodeled the building. I don't know if you saw where I posted a picture of that. 
They're um, not going anywhere, basically. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Um, and they pay me great money. I get forty two fifty a month. Nice, uh, wow. all the time. And I love the transparency, uh, by the way. The 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 difference is forty two fifty triple net. Triple net. So they pay forty two fifty plus they cover the correct nice. the property tax and the insurance. And the 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 other part is also the repairs. And so I still cover the roof. And I still cover the outside structural, do, structural dwelling. Yeah. And the difference is for people who are like, oh, you're just trying to be cheap. No, because think about it. If it's a restaurant and they have people that are constantly flushing lady products yeah. or if they're dumping food down the drains mm -hmm. and I got to keep sending a plumber out there, you know, how is that fair to me? Yeah. yeah so this way they're responsible for any of the, the issues that they cause. I, I obviously try to protect the building. Uh, with the roof and which and is which is your your job is so we have uh, we we signed a lease two three months ago to a nail salon, and they're like, we don't want to pay you triple nets. It's not our building. It's Go your somewhere building. else. Yeah. yeah, they're like, it's not our building. It's your building. I'm like, but you're using the building. Yeah. You're making money from the building. You're benefiting from the building. So um, you kind of sometimes have to explain to them why they got to pay it and why the increases happen. The toughest thing though is to have a gross lease. You know, you ask the question, how do you convert? It's literally as simple as reaching out to the tenant and saying, mm -hmm. hey, we're converting your lease to a triple net. Gotcha. If they're cool and they're not, they don't trip about it, they'll sign off on the conversion. Yeah. If they are smart and they wake up and they wanna be like, no, we have a good lease, let's take advantage, they'll, they'll deny that. So you have to wait till the end of their lease. Gotcha. And then at that time, you give them a triple net, they cry, either they leave or they stay. If mm -hmm. business is good, they're not leaving on a $400 increase. Sure. So um, that's so kind of the game. Well, that, yeah. well, in my opinion, and to be transparent on this, I don't think it's fair to not do a triple net. And the reason why is, like I said, if I don't do a triple net, I'll give you a modified gross lease, mm -hmm. um, but your rent's going to be a lot higher. Sure. Got it. And so I'm taking, no matter what, I'm not going to take risks for things that you may do or mm -hmm. your customers may do. Beautiful. I can't control that if you have like bratty kids that are in the bathroom kicking the toilets mm -hmm. because they don't want to flush it with their hand. And so <laughs> little savages, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I own a plumbing company. I was about to say that. So, you know, a lot about this bathroom yeah. stuff. Yeah. And plumbing I stuff. own a plumbing company and there was this bar that used to call us out every single day. And the people that were drunk, you know, they didn't want to touch the, the flush handle that people had been peeing on from being drunk. So people would kick it and they kept oh breaking God. the toilet. Oh and God. like he kept, arguing with me is there not a better toilet you can put like no there's not a bulletproof steel. Yeah, yeah there's not a bulletproof model out here <laughs> to stop drunk people from attaching kicking, anything from kicking like it, you yeah. just need to control people in your building yeah and like there's no way the landlord would take to all that liability because 100%. it's something that your business is there they're the ones that can control it and so it's it's not fair for me to do that and uh if i'm gonna pay the property tax then why would i give you a good lease True. You know, I want to keep you on month to month. So that way, if my property tax goes up, I can jack up your rent. But you don't want that as a tenant. You want to be on a long lease. You want to be on a three year or five year. You want to be stable. Yeah, you want to be stable. Well, the only way that I can do that is if you're covering the property taxes. See, and these are Crazy things you stuff. only learn through experience. Like I would never Dude. think about people so, kicking the toilets yeah. and, and all that. So the triple net's not just fair for the landlord. It's really the best way for both because nobody, yeah. no landlord's going to give you a good lease without it. 
I love that. We have uh-huh. a El Rancho client. I don't know if I should say that. El Rancho is a big business, like Fiesta, but yeah. on a you know, smaller yeah. scale. El Rancho. And exactly. That's yeah. literally how yeah. it's said. Yeah. And uh, this is a client of mine who I help sell their house here. They have, um, so they own a good portion of El Rancho. They had four physical locations here. They sold that portion to another family member. They relocated to Austin and they leased out a space in Austin for like two, three years. And it was a dead center and they took 60,000 square feet. As soon as they got in there, tenants started to flock. You know, this, you know, wow. attraction, right? You get yeah. an anchor and then yeah. uh, people start getting attracted. So the whole center leased from a dump to a 100% lease. And then when the lease ended, the landlord jacked up their rent. He said almost triple. Jeez. Where the hell are they going to go? Yeah. Their whole clientele was built there. Wow. And he, he calls me, he goes, is there anything we can do? I was like, the lease is the lease. Lease ended. Damn. You had to prepare prior to signing that first lease, guaranteeing renewals at certain rates because then you get played at the end. Tenants don't want short term. Short term means that if a business does good in one year, what's going to happen is the landlord's going to see it. He's there's bad landlords. They're like, this person's making money. There's no way they'll leave. Let's raise rents. They take advantage Mm -hmm. of them. And see, I try to, I try to educate. I I find myself trying to mentor my tenants a lot too, because I'm a business owner. Nice. I try to help them with their business. But a lot of times my tenants don't want a long lease. And I'm like, well, how long do you plan on being there? And they're like, hopefully forever. And I'm like trying to explain to them, well, you know, you're making a mistake because the yeah. longer the lease, the more you're protected uh, from inflation and everything. And, everything. Yeah. and everything. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't believe me. So because you're at the landlord aspect, so they're probably like, this guy just wants to make money, mm-hmm. but you're coming in as a, you know, being honest with them. We have a tenant where we did a uh, fixed triple net for them for five years. That was the only way we can close the deal. And what that means is triple nets are at eight bucks a foot. And for five years, it can't go up. So if next year it became nine bucks, all the other tenants pay their portion. This tenant wasn't going to pay their portion only because they invested 300 grand in the space, only because they signed a 10 year lease and only because they gave us a good rental rate everything in business and in real estate specifically is all negotiable. There's no such thing as one and done. There's no such thing as anything. Six tenants that you have, I guarantee you every lease and every tenant had a different conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially this latest project that we're finishing right now in Quinlan. This lady, she's probably going to watch this too. So uh, this, woman, this woman has negotiated me to death. I will give her props. <laughs> and if I ever negotiate a contract again, I'm bringing her. Oh, my go. God. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Quinlan. Yes. So we got some jokes that he's going to be the future mayor of Quinlan. Okay. Hopefully the mayor of Quinlan doesn't get salty. He bought a lot of downtown Quinlan, Texas. You can search it up. Small city, would you say? Uh, yeah, it's it's a small city. However, it's on one of the largest lakes, and it is Lake Taquini or something like that. Tawakini. Tawakini. Yeah, Lake Tawakini, and it is the number one fishing lake. Which this lake's huge. Let me explain. It's bigger than Lake Louisville, and it's the size of Lake Ray Hubbard and Lake Levon combined. Oh wow, that is and interesting. It's the number one fishing lake uh, in the United States. How did they not the bring much there. development there? Uh, well, like it's, it's not there yet. It's it's, not, it's, yeah. it's coming that way real fast. Yeah. So I got in. You got really at the perfect time, but how far how far is Quinlan from Dal- from like forty five minutes? Okay, wow. So, so you're so, less than an hour. Yeah, so I'm twenty minutes from Rockwall, okay. and Rockwall, you know, I remember it used to be like the outskirts. Yeah. And, but what I love about Quinlan is it's a hometown. It's kind of like where you're watching those Lifetime movies, yeah. and they've got the downtown with the Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that kind of town. Nice. Wow. And everybody does know everybody. 
Um, most of the people that work for the city of Quinlan, um, including the mayor, follow me on Facebook. So, nice. So it's real um, close. Like yeah. it's real so, uh, close people to each other. Yeah, absolutely. But you're 45 minutes from all the action. Um, I really got tired of being in Dallas and, you know, everybody trying to cut everybody's heads off and uh, <laughs> really – really the toxicity and the busyness. Yeah. I needed to have like a space. Love it. And so I went out there and um, I had lived there previously. It's a good town. And like I said, it's 45 minutes from Dallas. So, so check this out for everybody who doesn't know. By the way, the people who are watching this right now, if you're getting any value, hit that free like button. Let's us know that you guys are enjoying this. Comment below your favorite part of this podcast. And those listening on Spotify, we appreciate you still listening. Now, people love this about me you know, let me tell you why i take juice out of the people on this podcast so me and ben would do podcasts every single time i take a lot of insight from him and like information out of him that he doesn't really maybe vol voluntarily give you have to kind of like take it out so people enjoy that because uh they would like to know more about him and then i would do the same for you so you purchased let's just say plus or minus ten thousand square feet in downtown quinlan right yeah. are you able to speak numbers on that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How much did you purchase the 10,000 square feet? So I purchased... Commercial um, building, by the way, and it's multiple buildings, right? Yes. Okay. So I purchased uh, five buildings, um, which is almost half the entire south <laughs> side of the downtown. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And <laughs> this is a beautiful downtown. Um, it, it really wasn't. And then when I moved out there... Um, Man, like I said, it's all coming that way. So a lot of things change fast. Did so. you did you buy that in the intent of like, okay, this is a beautiful area. I live here. I know that there's demand. I want to make this downtown in the city better. Yes and no. So it really <laughs> wasn't a business play. It was not. And, you know, I've had arguments with some people in the town about that because uh, some people think that I just came to make money. Oh, it wasn't a business play. It was not a business play. Ooh. So um, I live in the area and... If I want to get a cup of coffee, I have to drive 45 minutes one, some direction. Yeah. And there's a don't get me wrong, there's a lot of business in our town, but uh, there's not a Starbucks yet. You know, there's all the big box stores, yeah. Walmart, McDonald's, Burger King, all that good Got stuff. Um, Which those are almost the standard. Like you, you, you can yeah. get that almost anywhere. Yeah. I don't think a city has made it when they have that. I think that's just a, you know, if They've you got made some, it once they have a Chick-fil-A. I do agree yeah. with you on that, yeah. and a Starbucks. Yeah. If, if a, yeah. you know, by the, this is a this is a this is something I want to keep on the low. When I I'm in an area I don't know, and I see a Starbucks, I feel safe. Yeah, there you go. I swear to God, like, I'm okay, like I'm I can home. use a clean restroom. Uh -huh. I can get the strawberry aside. Uh -huh. I can sit on the couch, and they'll never ask me why are you still here. Yeah. And I'll feel like my ride's on the way to pick me up. If Good I'm point. in a dangerous area. Good point. So when Quinlan gets a Chick-fil-A and a Starbucks, we'll, I think you'll yeah. be made we'll, it. We'll stop by. And, and check yeah. this. So he bought 10,000 square feet in downtown Quinlan, like you said, more of the south side. And how many acreage did you purchase in Quinlan yeah, for, so, for personal use? So um, first, I bought my property out there is 106 acres. Nice. At, <laughs> that's a big, that's, that's a, a lot of land. A lot of land. Yeah. Three thousand dollars an acre. Okay. Um, so three it, on a hundred, so three hundred like thirty grand. Yeah, three hundred thirty thousand something like Did that. Did you know that was a steal when you bought it, or is that a steal in your opinion? Oh yeah. So Big as of steal. right now, for one acre, um, which of course, like with what's going on with the market, things are going up and up and up. But uh, I'd say last year, an acre was going for fifty thousand an acre. Right now, they're listing it. The at, yeah. Right yeah. now, they're listing it at seventy-five thousand an acre. Three to five. You're easily 15x. And so, around there. Yeah. 
Um, that is wild. Can I have one acre? <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, I was like, if I bring my RZR Polaris, which I don't have one yet, I need yeah. to be drifting there. So go ahead. So, By the way, just to, to let you know, sorry when we do the cutting off and stuff, like if I cut you guys off, I get hyped up. He gets excited. So he when I'm, excited. every time you have to say stay, I'm like, wait. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you're good now. It's a rat. I forgive you. <laughs> All right. So I, I got the property. It was 106 acres. Uh-huh. And um, I, of course, wanted to build a house on it. Wanted to build a shop on it. It had no utilities, so I had to add a well. Ooh. I had to add electricity. All that stuff cost money. It's unseptic? Money. Yeah. Okay. So um, I sold off, and it was kind of – there's an L-shaped road. Okay. So two sides of the property touched the road. Okay. And so I sold off some land off the back. Um, I sold it to where I have 65 acres left. So I sold, I You're think, 42 chilling. acres. Um, <clears throat> but I sold that for enough money that I got the land for free. So I own the land. So you got Franklin. 65 acres for free. I got 65 acres for free. It paid for my house and it paid for my shop and it paid for my little guest house. <laughs> my guy's living good. This is beautiful. Yeah. Good job. job. That's amazing. Very, so very so I got job. my property for free. So yeah. very good job. And how long of a span was this? So you bought it and then how long did it take for you to sell it so that you're getting all this stuff essentially um, for free? I, I sold off the back part. I didn't want to do it, and I kept playing back and forth in sure. my head whether I want to do it because, of course, I want the money on the free was property. Was the back part the higher valued? No. Um, Would you say it, it was like on a freeway? It was closer to the street? No, it was actually lesser valued just because that was on private roads that weren't maintained so well. Got gotcha. it. Um, nice. So I don't think it's a bad move. Yeah, it's just, of course, you know, I want to have the more land, the better. Yeah. Um, you but, don't necessarily want a neighbor back there. But, or... yeah. By the way, um, you were like, what? One day, then I was sitting there, and I was like, look, When's the last time I've even gone to that part of the property? And it had been a while. Cause <laughs> That's a pretty good question. And, How do you get around the property? Uh, I have a side-by-side. Nice. Oh, you do? Yeah. I've got so a you're familiar when I was telling you about yeah. the flip. That's hilarious. So uh, <laughs> I, I was like, man, it's been so long since I've been back there. You know, COVID was just coming. So you're kind of mm-hmm. so like uneasy about what's going on. And um, I picked it up. I picked up the property with a hard money lender. And I was like, you know what? Let me... Let me cash out of this without having to use my own money. Let me cash out where I just own everything free and clear. You picked up the nice. 106 acres with a hard money lender. Was it a long term, 12 months? Yeah, it was a 12 month. But uh, my hard money lender is a great friend of mine. So he hooks it up. Go. Yeah, I don't yeah. really have any specific terms. Nice. <laughs> wow. yeah, that's pretty wow. good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you <laughs> ended up selling it off. You paid off the hard money loan. Yeah. And it, I, I sold it a little bit cheaper. I, you know, I bought it for 3000 an acre. I sold it at like 24000 an acre. Um, be, only Just because, a little 8X. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have got more, but I deed restricted it to where they could only build one property per three acres. And that's because... And they accepted that. Yeah. And so the reason why is, you know, everything's going to get developed one day. And I I don't want, you know, a bunch of people that live side by side living behind me one day telling me how I got to live. Yeah. So, uh, and I did deed restricted it where the houses had to be a minimum of 3000 square feet. So okay. deed restricted, meaning that when he sold it to that person who bought it, he has to follow the deed, which states one house per minimum three acres. Yeah. They got no choice. It's not even a city thing. It's a deed thing now. Yeah. You and minimum 3000 square feet per house. Nice. So they're building nice stuff. And so really that cool. way one, I can kind of control who's going to be behind me. 
Um, hopefully there'll be a little bit country having three acres <laughs> and hopefully they'll be fancy enough that I don't have to worry about them hopping my fence, trying to steal my stuff. <laughs> nice. nice. It's hopeful, but it's a good eight X money return. Yeah. And if, if with all the money that you're making, if you had to do an eight foot masonry wall and 65 acres, I think you can afford that. I hope I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a probably a Before million Before COVID, that was $25 a foot, yeah. square foot, not leaner. Yeah. Wow. Now post COVID, so, you're double. Yeah, I bet it's fifty dollars. Yeah. So, so what are they doing right now? That land that you sold, is it just someone, just like one person living there? Are there nobody lives people? there? Oh, nice. Um, nice. it was two police officers. I okay. can't tell if they're a couple or not. Gotcha. But these two guys, <laughs> oh, um, two guys. they bought it. They said they were going to hunt on it. I've never seen them out there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't know what they're doing with it, yeah. but. Uh, so you got to know them personally, like you met them and stuff too. No, we've we've tried to meet up, but it just never worked out. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we text each other a lot. Nice. They'll they'll ask me questions and things like that. But that's real cool. I want to touch real quick just to revisit Quinlan. So you bought ten thousand plus or minus square feet. Um, and what was the cost on that? I know that we said that, but two hundred. And I'm always being honest, but I've got the worst memory in the world. So I may be always <laughs> off by ten grand. <laughs> ten so, grand up or down yeah, plus or yeah. minus, but say 230,000 ish. Nice. And then yeah. you did on all of them facelifts, remodels in the interior and or some. So, then I also had them do a roof claim, so I got good job. I got a roof check for probably a lot. I don't even remember 20, this 30, one, 40. Yeah, something nice. I don't know. Yeah. I I should remember. And uh on that one the seller was mad that he had to give me the roof check and I was like, "But you agree to this." And he was like, "I just feel like um, that I'm giving you free money. And I'm like, well, it goes to the roof that you should have fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I got the properties and like one building he was leasing out for 300 a month that somebody was only using as storage. Okay. Um, another one was being leased out for 600 a month, which was being used as storage. Mm -hmm. Another one was $550 a month, which was a very nice hair salon. Like this lady took pride of ownership for I sure love that. that's really and nice. put a lot of money in the building and the building was nice that one alone to me was worth what i paid for all of them nice and you then, so you were cash flowing from day one yeah nice I and then be. and yeah, nice. yeah and then there was another one that was empty and technically the lady that was paying 600 had seven thousand square feet and was paying 600 dollars a month and during covid <sighs> oh he lowered gosh. her rent from six hundred dollars to two hundred. Where oh the hell do you lower from six to two? This sounds like a super country town, but yeah, I, I know and, it's not. And, That's and well, what it was is he was he was working any deal possible. First off, this was this guy's mother's properties, and when I say this guy, this guy alone's probably fifty or sixty. Okay. So I don't know his mother's probably like in her eighties. Yeah. I never met her, yeah. but is his mother's properties and he was doing anything with the numbers to not have to put a dollar in the property. Mm. And that's it's all all about mindset. And people, you know, hey, I don't want to spend this. I don't want to spend this. I don't want to spend this. And I had that same mindset too before I got into business. And then I learned that as much as all these people going out there and telling you save money, save yeah. money, be cheap, yeah. works whenever you don't own a business. When you own a business, I've learned spend the money and get the value out of it. Beautiful. And nice. um, one of those buildings alone had a roof leak that leaked so bad that you could open a tub wide open <laughs> and it wouldn't leak as much as this roof did. Wow. And this guy would just lower rents. And I'm like, you could have fixed this for literally $500. It's crazy how some people run their business, man. Like, I agree. I agree. If it, if it cost me $1,000, I could have got my money back in the first month of having raised rents. Do you call those guys slumlords? Would you, would you relay them as that? 
That's what other people would call them. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to call anybody a, anything. Nice have you been called a slumlord yeah. before? Uh, I have been called a slumlord before with, to my <laughs> contractor as he was fixing up a property. So what? nobody said it to me directly. Oh, okay, okay. Somebody, uh, because we buy properties that are distressed. Yeah, yeah. And then when I buy the distressed property that these people lived in that looked like trash for 20 years and I'm trying to fix it up, I'm the slumlord. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm the one that's fixing it. Yeah. You, the landlord that owned it for never 20 years it. and never fixed it, he would be the slumlord. Yeah, I bought it, but I'm fixing it. Yeah, makes so, no sense. So, yeah, it makes no sense. But. That's hilarious. So let me ask you this. What's the cheapest property you've ever bought? Oh, I mean, I'm scared. You say like a thousand dollars. Well, it depends. So uh, I actually pick something up for free. If, yeah. you, <laughs> if you understand subject to properties, okay, I did purchase a hundred and eighty thousand dollar house for by taking over a forty eight thousand dollar note by giving this guy four thousand dollars. Wow! So you paid four grand essentially, and then you took the you paid the monthly mortgage. Yeah, I, I paid four Jeez. grand. Uh, took over his three hundred ninety dollar mortgage. It already had a tenant at paying seven hundred. I replaced that tenant with one that's paying eighteen hundred, and it had one hundred thirty thousand dollars in equity. So I paid four thousand dollars to get one hundred thirty thousand in equity. So pretty much, he's just getting out of a bad situation, getting a little bit of money, and then you're taking it over. Yeah, the guy. That guy was uh, in bankruptcy. Gotcha. In so the you, simplest, you came to in the, save the day. Literally, in yeah. the simple. People don't get this. Investors, at least most of them, are good. They're doing good for the city and for the person who they're buying the property from. They just seem bad because everybody hates people who make money for some reason. Well, and that was an investor that I bought it from. Wow. Um, so he had owned multiple was he a properties. No, he he owned multiple properties and he had a business. And I don't know the full understanding of what went wrong, but a lender connected him to me, and okay. and was like, "Hey, this guy can help you." And like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I got $130,000 in equity, but um, this guy probably had already gotten his return plus some. True, sure. So, true. And in the simplest way, subject to how would you explain it? Um, subject to, basically, I do not take over. A lot of people explain it wrong. They say you take over the loan. I didn't take over the loan. The loan stays in his name. You just cover his cost. I just pay the bill. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I changed the, the card on the auto pay to me. The difference is the deed goes in my name. So I own the property, he owns the loan. Nice. And so it puts him at a lot of risk, which is why I don't teach this process to a lot of people. Okay. There's a lot of people that go out there and teach it to people. Um, you could really destroy some lives. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, so, but I don't want to do that. That's, that's I, huge. I, I, I would, yeah, because they take all the risk. Yeah. I take zero risk. The mm. deed's in my name, I own the property. If I don't make your payments, it destroys your credit doesn't hurt me but at they all. But can, can, can they, they can come because they're superior lien and foreclose on you and you just pay it off. Correct. If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Okay, yeah. Um, but I don't like to teach it to people because of what other people can do. But I'm going to do the right thing because right. I want you to refer me to the next person, to nice. the next person, to the that. next person. Good job. That's huge. So you guys are getting that wholesale value, the commercial real estate value, the value add value. It's too much value in this yeah. podcast, yeah, right? But Five letter word. Awesome. But yeah. to, yeah. to go back, um, you were saying what's the cheapest property. I also have... It's uh, coming back to them now. I have yeah. a commercial property that I'm under contract right now to sell. Mm -hmm. um, I bought it for $25,000. And let me tell you right now, it's 1,500 square feet in downtown Terrell. Um, the lot value alone is worth more than double. Nice. 1,500 square feet, if you get 10 a foot, 20, uh, 15, 15 grand a year on 12, 1,200, you cash flow, if you're netting 800, you'll make your money back in a year and a half maybe. 
yeah. just as is. Yeah, it, pretty uh, good. Well, the built the building's rough. I mean, oh, rough. okay. How much so, do you think you got to put in? I mean, if I really wanted to go cheap on it, forty grand. If somebody really wanted to make it like a perfect building, a hundred yeah. grand. So one twenty-five all in. Yeah, that's a commercial building. But, too. but I've I've already had somebody immediately say, "Hey, I'll give you fifteen hundred a month <laughs> if you if you can give this to me in any." Uh, condition where i can get a co wow. and but i bought it for 25 grand i was going to fix it up and lease it out but the city is so difficult to work with they fought me every step of the way i made beautiful plans mm. i mean i was going to make this like the gym wow. and why are they giving you pushback um so terrell is not the nicest city but it's a huge city. Okay. I mean, they're a lot bigger than people think they are. I, I would and think so. um, they're getting a lot of new developments out there. They've got a lot of brand new A-class getting built out there. Really? Uh, yeah. I had and 287 acres for sale there for 2.5. And then the owners took it off. They have it just as ag exempt. Where was it? Um, it's on C- Country Road 155, something like that. Yeah. I'll talk to you about it. I have yeah, a flyer you, and everything. Yeah, you might want to come back around on that. because Really? Yeah. Are, are we, they worried? We had off, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You're we fine. had offers from people who wanted to do, uh, who wanted to grow, uh, what do they call it, marijuana and stuff on there, because they were like, it's getting legal soon, so they were trying to buy it, hold it, and then do that. Sure. He's done a lot of improvements on it. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I kind of lost my train. No, you're it's good. Okay. Everybody in that I know that got in the marijuana business lost money. Wow. I had so many people that immediately were like, "Hey, it's the new gold rush." Um, you know, let's buy land, let's do this. They went to Oklahoma and they opened factories and yeah. all this. And every single person lost money. I can't stand that chasing of the, the, the buy the Bitcoin, buy the NFT, dude. I can't stand that. By the that time you're chasing it, the fat is already, I like, hate it's it. already coming gone. Like I, I got into cryptos and I put in some money and then it just gave me headaches. And I was like, let me buy some NFTs and it gave me some, and I'm like, just take your money to go do what you do with real estate. Go make your flips. Go yeah. make your deals and just do your own thing. build Don't off of there. The More trend. peace of mind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I got. I have six figures in crypto. Nice. I think that's okay when you're able to afford but to I don't, risk it. But I don't trade it. You just I, sit on holding. it. Yeah, I put it in there diversified, and I don't care how much it goes down. I don't touch it. It's like real estate. Yeah. You're going to sell all your houses when the market <laughs> goes down? Yeah. You want to no. tell us what cryptos you're in? Yeah. Uh, I definitely have some Bitcoin. Nice. Uh, I have a lot of Ethereum. Was this recently purchased? Nice. No. Uh, I got I got 2012. Uh, no, I was <laughs> no, I got in in 2016. Uh, oh, right, dude, right, be- yeah. right before the first. Uh, I won't say the first, but the before the biggest. Boom. There is no way. Yeah. 2017 was the biggest boom. December. Yeah. There's no way you held if you saw those profits. Yeah. No, I I, I didn't sell. You just He's held. a hodler. Yeah. yeah. I started hodler. out with ten thousand dollars in there. Um, the ten thousand dollars tripled. I pulled my initial? my initial investment, and I've been. Free rolling ever since. Good job. I love the strategy. Yeah. Very, very good job. There's um there's a lot of things going on in the real estate world, the market in general, the the dangers, the uncertainties and stuff. Are you selling certain assets today because you feel a recession is to come, interest rates will skyrocket, prices may go down? Or are you just playing the game like you did three, four, five years ago? What makes sense? I move what I need to ten thirty one at ten thirty one and just flow like that. Um, or do these news and articles and market shifts make you worry? Or no, is it a mix I, of both. No, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't care about the news because the news is only out there to make people react. Ninety-nine percent of it's not true mm-hmm. or exaggerated. Yeah. Um, everybody who's in the space understands where the market's going. Um, do I think that we are in a place 
where it's becoming unsustainable absolutely mm. um but so was california you know california so, so was california so, yes okay. so california was a republican state it was very affordable and people flocked there and you know for the past 40 50 years has been growing it took 50 years to pop you know we've only been really really booming for 10 years here um this is pretty scary what you're saying because you said something about that where you said we've been the hidden gem yeah and you know what i'm saying yeah we have and you said we're only getting started yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 so i think that uh we have a lot of growth where i'm getting nervous is uh we are bound to become a blue state um which is going to change a lot of the politics and when i say that i'm not talking about abortion and drugs and all that i don't care about any of that has nothing to do with me just business yeah and i want to do business in a red state and so i want to do business in a state where i know that i can evict somebody that doesn't pay rent yeah and so even if you are a democrat even if you have voted for biden and obama (laughs) i promise you you do not want to own rental properties in a blue state interesting so this is hilarious yeah it has nothing to do with the president it has nothing to do with uh the governors it has to do with um whether or not your money is secure has to do with business yeah it has to do with business yep. so i don't care about the politics stuff you'll never see me wear a trump shirt or a biden shirt uh you'll see but me you'd wear i'm about to say that yeah, but you'd you wear a two dash shirt yeah. that's awesome people make fun of me because i'll even show up on a first date wearing a two dash shirt really and, and they're like you didn't want to dress up and i'm like offended i'm like you don't <laughs> this think is that this, 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 yeah. me dress this pays my bill yeah yeah this is the most expensive embroidery that i could ever get i think you should get a custom suit and two dash it all in the interior yeah not can we idea. can we make that bet? You I, know what you know what bet we have right now? What's that? Is when this channel hits ten thousand subscribers, Ben put a bet that I have to go buy a Rolex. Yeah, I'm telling he needs to step his watch game up. So he's telling me I have to yeah. do that. So I have to yeah. jump on that. And we're gonna t- we're gonna dive into cars, watches, expensive things. We know you're a millionaire, so we want to know where you're spending. So what's your thoughts about buying luxury items? I guess in whole, like watches, cars, and that stuff. Um, well, I can tell you this. My last truck that I had was a 2008 Dodge Ram mm-hmm. that people clowned on me every day because they were like, when are you going to sell this truck? Okay. And um, one, I love the truck. Okay. Because uh, in construction or, well, in real estate, there's construction. Yeah. With construction where people are like, oh, you got to have a good team. You're doing too much. Look, I got an amazing team. I have a lot of people on my team. But if you're telling me that I can make an extra 10 grand by my guys staying on the job site and me going and grabbing something for them so they don't have to stop what they're doing uh, because it's going to kill some kind of deal or I might fail an inspection which holds something up Mm -hmm. and might cause a problem, I'm going to go get it. I have no problem. I am not that fancy. Uh, don't forget, nice. I ate at Poncho's. Yeah. So, <laughs> for those of you who know, that that's a hilarious. really bad Mexican buffet restaurant. <laughs> nice. um, if you eat at Poncho's, then we get the point now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> as much as I'd love to own a Benz. Um, Come have, on, though. You got the money. And I, you won't even feel it. I promise. I, and, and you said, okay, so so what do you drive right now? So Give I, us a scoop on I, that. I just got me a brand new Ford Ranger. Okay. Um, okay. Which is how much does that run for? Uh, they they're at forty five. Um, okay, but so I got a deal. But, but the owner financed yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I wanted one first. I wanted to go get a Dodge Ram. Okay, um, and I went to the dealership, and you know 
I'm fancier than I think I am. So I'm like, I don't want this Dodge. I want this Dodge yeah, yeah, and sure. this. And then they were like, all right, it's $78,000. And the first thing that happened was I sat there and I know you're thinking $78,000. That's the number you're thinking is $78,000. Yeah. That's not how my mind works. How are you thinking? My mind goes $78,000. I could buy a house for $78,000 <laughs> that would come with $60,000 worth of equity. So now it's not seventy eight. Yeah. Now it's going to be $138,000. Yeah. And then the whole time I could cash flow at least 400 a month. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm tacking that onto it. And then I'm like, this is a $200,000 truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, no one, no one thinks like that. Not, not even to mention the amount so of money that funny. I could save on my taxes when I could depreciate the house. Yeah. And, and well, I, at this rate, you will never buy something nice though. I never, brought, never. That yeah. is too funny. Is but funny. here's one thing I'm gonna have to touch on. You could, a truck, so I was I, I sent and I was telling you guys in the morning I wired a uh, money from Bank of America here to Bank of America in Woodbridge Woodbridge Virginia I don't even know if I said that right to buy a Dodge Rebel 2020 29,000 miles on it I fell in love with the interior it was red spec it had a full panel roof it and, had a big 12 inch dash and it weighed more than six thousand pounds there you go right off and I didn't even think of that. And then whenever I was ready to close the deal, I'm like, and it's over 6,000 pounds. I can do a full write-off on it, and there's a way to depreciate it and everything. And it was going to save me, I was thinking five to 20 grand, to be honest with you, on taxes is what I thought it would save me. So that was a bigger plus. I send the money off, and then as I'm driving to drop my mother-in-law off in the airport, I get the Carfax report, which I should have done before, but I took CarGurus as a zero accident thing. And I ended up finding out it has four owners on it, 29,000 miles, which is low miles in my opinion, in one accident. Yeah. And Instantly turned me off. Yeah. So. And if I'm correct, if it's over 6,000 pounds, you can bonus depreciate it, which means you're you can right. write off 50% of the purchase price in the first year. Which you're right 100%. Um, now you have to define business and then you have to define personal and then do a 60-40 split. However, I thought it was even more than that. I got the impression I can take off the entire purchase price off the top because it's over 6,000 pounds. I think if it's under 6,000 pounds, you can take off 25%, but that's, that's what, for another CPA. That's, that's what, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's what the CPAs are for. Yeah. That's what the CPA. So anyways, um, I fell in love with it and I had to reverse the wire because I found the accident, the ownership uh, was too many and I just felt iffy about it. Yeah. So- um, The search continues. The search continues. Right. It was gonna come out to like 56, 57. I'm gonna start sending you Maseratis and Clardos. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> and then eventually you're gonna talk yourself into oh. buying one. Uh -huh. and, then, and then you're gonna bring me back so you can yell at me. I would love to own something like that. And whenever I was 21, started my plumbing company and just started making six figures for the first time, I went to a Ferrari dealership. Ooh. I did. I went up there wearing my plumbing uniform and I said, and look, I'm not even playing. I had $280,000 cash in, on me in a backpack. And I walked in, in the there backpack? and I walked up there and they had a Scudera, if you know what that is. Mm -hmm. They had a Scudera, which is a limited edition Ferrari. Okay. And I was like, I want to buy this car. And the guys didn't take me seriously and they left me off and I left. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So one, don't judge a book by the way it's dressed. That's sure. for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but two, I'm glad that I didn't do that because I could have bought a commercial property for the price of that. Wait, the so, way you, the which way you did, yeah, yeah, the way you do the numbers, honestly, and I do it like that too. <laughs> it's a far fetched deal you'll ever buy a Rolex or a car or something because mm. that car that was six, seventy six grand or seventy eight became two hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, it's tough to justify. Sometimes we, you got to ball out though. We've got a mutual friend, Donovan Ruffin, and I call yeah. on him a lot because Donovan, I think he should, and he better be watching this. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's gonna watch it. He's okay. gonna he's gonna look for any reason to troll me. <laughs> nice. So he's gonna be watching this video. Nice. 
Um, but I troll him uh, because of his Rolex because he can't take a picture where he's not like this. <laughs> and like on his FaceTime stories, his Facebook, he's like, Shots just get it in every angle. And, yeah, it and, and I'm like, all right, we get it. Like you have five grand. Like <laughs> Damn. we get it. And he's got more money than that. But that's yeah, what that says course. to me. You got a Rolex, you got $5,000. That's fine. And so. This and, is probably worth more than a Rolex because it brings you a lot of yeah. business ease and, and stuff. And so that's why you're going to see me with the Apple Watch because this is going to make me money. Me not yeah. missing the text that's going to make me a million dollar deal yeah. is more important. No. And so um, okay. I wish they would sell some fancier faces you could download. You could get the nice band. Like maybe yeah, I, like a, maybe a, Bolova I could go to their website <laughs> and like buy the NFT face. Yeah. I don't know. That's in the future coming okay, up. Okay, check this yeah. out. What you're saying, Jake, I love because there is it's it's a 50-50. We took your perspective and for those listening there's many who have his perspective of investing and investing it. Graham Stephan, huge on real estate, huge on uh, YouTube, is the same thing. He doesn't justify anything that is a liability or something that depreciates. Sure. But on the other side, we got Ben Wegman, Mr. Wegman. Yeah. And he, he's, he's a big fan about making money in business, but he's a big fan of leveling up your lifestyle, yeah. right? And we have a podcast called that. Yeah. And you're talking about the Rolexes, the Teslas, the Range Rovers. I'm talking about things that you I like own. to feel the fruits of my labor. And it's it's a good feeling to actually like wear something like this. But when I spend money on this, it's like, oh, this is cool, but now I want to go even harder. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I just spent $10,000 on a watch. Now I want like the $50,000 watch. Now I have to like Would you say it's harder. a personal thing you're doing it for? Or is it like, you know, you want to take the photo and look uh No, like I, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like a bucket list thing. Like I've always wanted a cool watch. You know what I mean? So I've like worked my ass off. Like I'm going to reward myself now. And like I said, once I get that, it makes me want to go even harder. You know what I mean? Nice. So, yeah. and, and, and you're making phenomenal money. So you can afford to do that. Sure. Take those. I would consider, in my opinion, dumb decisions. I make them too, yeah. but they're dumb decisions to make me happy. So I went dumb I was, to some people, but I mean, it's yeah, yeah. dumb to some. So, yeah. In in his defense, I will say this. You know, we clown on Donovan, but I can't tell you how many people have probably done business with him because he flashes his six hundred dollars shoes. The, that's the new. How many thing. people have done business with him because of his five thousand dollar watch? I, my my buddy Austin Good. His watch is forty two thousand dollars. By yeah. the way, he's got the limited yeah. edition. I'm just messing. Yeah. <laughs> and but, his uh, shoes six hundred. That was pre inflation. They're seven ninety five now. Louis Vuittons. <laughs> uh, he probably got them off Craigslist for like fifty bucks. <laughs> Dang, it's all right. I know. But uh, for those of y'all that know, I had a good friend Austin Good, and he went out oh, and bought man. a. He bought he bought a Lambo, and you know first he he bought it at a discount, which he was proud of. Shopped a long time to get it, mm-hmm. and. He he bought this Gallardo, which you know it's a Lambo. It's not yeah. the most expensive one. He bought it for a hundred grand, mm-hmm. and he told me that it was definitely worth it, even though the thing always had issues. Mm-hmm. Because he was said just buying it and posting the picture that he had it immediately brought him business that made him millions. Yeah, because so it's I, like it's like validation. It's the new thing. It's social media. It's like they see you have it, they automatically think you're legit, and then like you said, you get business from and, it. And that's true because I've had people that wanted to meet up with me to do business, and this guy immediately was disgusted by my truck. And then when during this meeting, he was <laughs> like, he was, he didn't like the way that I dressed. He was very, very upfront about that. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, what kind of books do you read? And I was like, man, I'll tell you right now, I don't read books. Like, I read stuff on my iPhone. Like, yeah, it'll yeah. ding. Hey, sure. here's Yahoo News. Yeah. Um, I'm on uh, Investorpedia a lot. Wall things Street like Journal, that. things like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. read that, but I don't own any books. Coast like, Star News and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, 
And this guy was so disgusted with me and just didn't want to do business with me. And it, like he knew that I did million dollar deals all the time. I had the business that he needed to be doing business with, but because it didn't match his mindset, his perception yeah. of what a millionaire should be like, mm. that it turned Let him Let me off. ask you this. You're not, there's no wrong or right here, but because you can afford it and you saw potential business is not being performed because you don't have it, you never thought to just get it just to get it so you can it's not because he it's, would accept it doesn't you, you know? make, it doesn't make me happy mm -hmm. and um i i know that that's like a hard conversation for a lot of people to have yeah. but like um donovan just bought a beautiful home i don't know if you've gorgeous seen gorgeous home gorgeous gorgeous he, and he's spec yeah, you got Z. a gorgeous house Thank but <laughs> i'll tell you right now you would be so impressed by how nice my custom home that's 1000 square foot is and it's, wait, your custom home is a thousand square feet. This is a thousand square feet. There's no way. Yeah. On the on the 65 acres. Yeah. I built a well, house, which was one. I, built, I, yeah. I <laughs> built a house to be the inside replica of a one bedroom condo. So it's nice. Oh, well. Like my, it's, my, my tub's six foot, you know, not a five foot tub. I got a six foot tub. Well, you're a six my foot shower plus, is huge. So you need that. <laughs> um, you know, my bedroom's a good size. I've got a huge Island, but I am so interested you just in have, have what but, you need. But is it I a cottage? Have, would you call it like a cottage house? Yeah, it would, yeah, but it's you know white hardy panel, but beautiful. It's, I, I that stuff doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's that's not what makes me happy. And you, you didn't know? get into this and made all this money because you cared about that stuff. No, I, I I let me be very upfront that I made money because I had to, not because I wanted to. Um, I lived. That's powerful. I, I was raised with nothing. I had nothing. I had a lot of experiences in life that made me grow up faster than what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I was responsible for a lot of people and I had to. You was, had to, not because you to. wanted to, it's because yeah. you had to. What, yeah. How old are you right now? Uh, I am 38. You're super young for what you've, you've accomplished, and which so, is very impressive. And I just finished my PFS. Um, I have to update my... What's PFS? I, I was about to say, I'm, what is a PFS? Per, personal financial statement. Okay. So what is that? My lenders make <laughs> me turn that in once a year, and it's basically like oh, your net worth. Oh, personal financial statement. Oh, yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. So I don't know. I got it's, lost. It's your net worth. It's kind of like a balance sheet, but it's a balance sheet on you, not Why just like all your assets. Why are they making you turn that in? Because uh, you, have, you have loans with them, and they want to know how you're doing. So, interesting. So That's pretty at, interesting. Every though. year I turn in my tax returns and my PFS. And so. <coughs> I think that's interesting. Let me tell you something. This is going to be super interesting. Religious reasons, I can't deal with interest. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, and the whole, America works off of interest. Everything. All my deals are either through a private, you call them private lender who doesn't take interest. They come in as partnerships or they're owner financed. Mm -hmm. And it gets a lot more complicated within that, but that's why I didn't know what that is because I don't have those lenders who are going to ask for that. I think also because you're at a high performance level, they need to make sure that you're still making money to pay off all these assets that you need to pay off. Correct. Because they, I mean? um, the properties start off as the asset and eventually when they do enough business, you become the asset. And so they want, and they stop checking on the property and start checking on me. Sure. Just making sure like, how am I doing? Cause you never know when I might gain a drug, drug habit or who knows what. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jake, we'd like to meet with you just to check on you. Make sure. Yeah. You <laughs> Oh so th that's what they do. So yeah. once Some a year, work. once yeah. a year, my banker is like, "Hey, buddy, you want to go have dinner today?" Yeah, yeah. He loves me and would like to take me out to eat, but he really wants to put eyes on you and see how you're doing. Yeah. He really wants to see, "Hey, are you strung out? Did you pick up a drug habit in Vegas?" Wow. Are you guys 
I, I'm I'm blown. You're bringing so much value right now. Are you guys paying attention to this? When I started off saying, do not get off of your phone or your laptop or your TV and watch every minute, there my head's about to explode from how much value you're giving. And not only that, I don't even have a deadline for how long I want this podcast to go. Yeah. Because he's driven an hour and 15 minutes, I'm going to make sure I keep him locked until I feel like we've got enough I, out I, of it. I will stay here as long as you will want. You, you might have to turn it into a part one and a part two. Maybe. Yeah. But let me ask you this on live air. We're going to publicize this. Yeah. Will you be open for a round two? Yeah, in the absolutely. near future. We got yes. him. We got him. Beautiful. And, <laughs> we got him. and we're going to make another announcement. We will hopefully on one of these have you and then Donovan also here. There you go. And oh, be us can go back and that forth. That would be very entertaining. It'd be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, so I want to touch base on this and we're kind of getting closer to the end. I want to we're going to start asking him questions of advice for new investors, for people in real estate, kind of get your insight on what what it is. I have a challenge which is already happening to 10,000 subscribers for me to get a Rolex because Ben's like, I got to step up my watch game. I don't have a watch on right now because I resized it, but the pin keeps coming out. Mm. Maybe it's a cheap watch. Maybe that's why the pin keeps coming out. We Maybe. don't know. Probably. How do I back out of that challenge? Because I already accepted it. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I know. I'm just trolling. I'm trying to get saved by him. You, no. you, you, what you got to do is you got to upgrade the, uh, the upgrade <laughs> the challenge to where he ends up buying you the watch. Oh, oh. I love that. I'm a, I'm a figure. So 20,000 subs, you buy me the Rolex. Well, nah. I already have paid for it. Maybe nah. a reimbursement. And they make nah. pens in different sizes, so you might need to put a different pen. Yeah. That's probably it. Thanks for the heads up on that. Okay, so the real estate aspect, uh, we kind of got how you started, how you came to, to where you are right now in life. In my personal opinion, extremely successful. Congratulations on really everything that you've done. I know for you, it's not like a money game or it's not something that you uh, were like, let me wake up and go make millions. It was something you said you had to do, right? Family right now, how is that How is that going on for, uh, let's say your, your younger brother, for people in your life, how, how do you give back to them? Do you give back to them? Did when all this money come in, you became more greedy? Do you feel like every dollar you lose, you're like, crap, I'm going lower on my net worth? Or are you more free-handed? Because keep in mind, in my opinion, sometimes God blesses people with a lot of money, and sometimes he blesses people with a lot of money, which is a poison to them. Yeah. He, he loves life. these loaded questions, by the way. Yeah. He's like, I've got a question, but let me keep adding to this it. This is like so, a loaded baked potato my, my with no answers, bacon. My answers are yes, no, and both. And Ooh. so I will tell you that um, I keep making the money just because I like to work. I hate mm -hmm. vacations. When I go on a vacation, I feel nervous. I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, I, I need to be doing something. Okay. So yeah, I like to go somewhere, but after a day, I'm over it. I, okay. I enjoy working. Nice. I like being productive society. Um, with the money that I have, I've set up my little brother for success. I uh, gave him all the startup money to start his own plumbing company. Good job. And you know, he went from He's doing well. Yeah, he's doing he's doing very well. Yeah, he was in a very nice house in Plano, which is oh, prime area. area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's doing good. I I send my mom, my brother. I send them checks every year for their birthday and Christmas. Nice. Um, I've set my dad up very well. Good job. Um, unfortunately, my grandfather, who was a very important person to me, passed away a few years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but I use my success um, that he helped me obtain through knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and just teaching me to be a man, not any of real estate, but I use that to take care of my grandmother. So 
you know, oh, nice. uh, I, her lawn's always mowed. She is so picky about her lawn and <laughs> that's I, pretty funny. I, I have her lawn always mowed. Uh, whenever her dishwasher went out, I had the dishwasher replaced. Whenever her dryer went out, I had her dryer replaced. Wow. Good man. And uh, you know, any issues I make sure she's taken care of. And so I definitely, so you're there for I, them. I'm, right? Yeah. But I'm, don't get me wrong. I, nobody in my family is rolling up in a limbo and don't get me wrong. Yeah. My little brother is ass. Um, he's he's what he he asked me oh he yeah yeah, he's like hey hook me up but i'm like when you made all this money how did family how did they become did they feel entitled to some of it did they ask for more did they expect more you know what i'm saying they did ask for more but how did you you sell them understanding where they came from you know i had needs too when i didn't have the money so of course they do too and who would they come to when they have the needs other than where it's at so there's a lot of people out there that will turn away family. Um, here's the thing. If my father were to come to me and tell me that he needed money, who am I as a man if I tell him no when ever I was eight years old and I wanted a dyno bike? I don't know if you all know what those are, but mm-hmm. those dyno bicycles were $600. That might not be a lot of money in today, but back in the 80s, that was everything. Yeah, you account you for inflation, buy. that's a million dollars. It was a lot of money. <laughs> okay. And like... You know, we didn't have money, but my dad made sure that I got that bike. Oh, nice. really? And so who am I as a man that when he made sure my needs were met, that I can't make sure that his are. Love wow. it. And so, and, and don't think that my dad comes asking me for money all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah. But if somebody but needs them, if they need something, I have them. If they want something, I'm not. How do you how do you turn that down? Like, hey, it's son, I, I'd really like that Ford Raptor. Um, what do you think about giving me 90 grand? So it's hard and it's hard because is it a brutal no, or is it like, you know, I wish I could, but I have other responsibilities. It depends on the person. So it, that's why a lot of wealthy people do become very cold. And it's because a lot of people do comes with their hands open. And I know to everybody, it's like, Hey, you got a million dollars. What's a thousand. Well, when you have a thousand people asking for a thousand, that's a million plus you have a thousand bills yourself. Like, don't get me wrong, no matter how rich you are, Ben Mala even has enough bills yeah. that one wrong move could bankrupt them. One million percent. And and so percent. people don't always understand. And, you know, I have a net worth of $9.7 million. Nice. I could I very easily, very easily make a mistake and the half million dollars I have in my bank account be dried up. Yeah. And so success comes from multiple times of getting it right. And any mistake even a small one can can set you back two years and so um hopefully they was, catch you on beautiful. the time that was beautiful yeah. so like you're people don't see that yeah 9.7 mil come on you can give me 50 grand you won't flinch yeah they well, don't understand you got it in assets you got it in an, tied up money. He's, he's like little baby i ain't got 100 mil yet i can't chill yet oh wow. um, yeah. so <laughs> nice so 9.7 <laughs> mil i don't have 9.7 mil in my account like we said yeah. earlier i've never even held held a million dollars yeah um i, I saw it in a wire yeah. from the title company from- to the 1031 company <laughs> And so, yes, if you ask the IRS, I made a million dollars. Yeah. But if you ask me, no, I, I didn't. make nothing. No. <laughs> it was, so. It's, it's so funny. There's a funny story that I'm going to share. This is towards the end. The ones who stay towards the end get really the most gems because yeah. we kind of give it. Like you just said, your net worth. If someone started in 10 minutes and left, they're out of that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Um, I made a really nice deal, and it was a 1031 deal. And this deal, the way it happened was 
I don't know if I knew prior to it if we closed your commercial building or post. I think it was before. I knew you were hosting an event in downtown Dallas. 30th floor, which building? I don't know. Is that, 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 that was the Tower Club that was yeah. in the... Uh, 40th, 50th is that floor. The Chase yeah. building, the one with the Chase. No, this is no. the one that has Santander. Okay. The, the, anyways, he hosted an event there, and it's basically like get together. I think once a month, uh, real estate investors and just people in the game meet. So I was like, okay, I'm about to get this deal. The only way I'm gonna get this deal is a super sensitive deal, and I'm like, who do I know? Who can I connect with? Who can I reach out to? Reached out to Donovan, got info from him. 30 minute phone call, hung up, felt good. And then I was like, okay, just one more just to get a backup in case that way doesn't work. And then I was like, Jake. And he doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. And check this out. I went to that to that event, took my little brother who's sitting right there, Abe, and took Jesse, both of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're in this event, in and out in five minutes. They're like, why? I'm like, I have a question. I need to get an answer, and we're out. That's the point of the, the event. Yeah. I go there, say what's up to him. I think that was the yeah, first time in person I meet you. Say what's up to him. Say, hey, I got a question for you. If I got to do one, two, three, it was a deal that I'm going to wholesale, but really I wasn't. It was a double close deal, but it was super sensitive. This is the one I remember you telling me. I think I told you about that. Got the answer from you, left, did exactly that. Got the money, made the money, and walked away. The value of being around people who, in sense, have what you want and know what you would need to know. So many miss out on that. Why do you do those events? Literally for that reason. So if you notice, any other event that I have seen in the nation is somebody that is trying to sell a product. You didn't mention nothing about a product. I I sell no products. I will not endorse anybody that does sell products. What I was trying to do was I was trying to have an event to where people that were like-minded in a similar space could get together and, and just not even talking about real estate, talking about anything else. You will still say say something and overhear something that will change somebody's life. Yeah, nice. yeah, nice. that was huge. And I took that um, took that home, and I was like, "Let's go!" And both of them, Jesse and Abe, they're like, "Already?" I was like, "Yeah, we're good." Yeah, and we left. Got so what I needed. That's probably. Yeah. I, I think I followed up with you on that, and but like that's a, just a direct thank you so much for that. It's um, it's a blessing to have people who are in your life who give back, aren't afraid. I'm a firm believer and there's so much business out there, we shouldn't be afraid. You know what I mean? I'm sure that if you were afraid of somebody buying that property, you're not gonna give the value you give. You give insane value on the Facebook groups, you break down deals, you give it for free, and millions, just what you shared in this podcast, will charge 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand just to hear it. And and I know you know that. And I do do have people that have paid me $10,000 even recently um, just to sit down and have lunch with them for an hour. I believe you. And um, I've had people where I've had lunch with them, and they're like, I paid $50,000 for a course that lasted two months, and I learned more in this 10-minute meeting with you than I did, and I don't know how that is. Yeah. And yeah. I wish they would have gave me 50000 instead of ten. Um, but I it's think you cra- need to start selling things at these events now. No, I'm just <laughs> it, kidding. But it's, it's, kidding. It's, it's crazy um, how people are not putting out the content and that people need to be getting – yeah. Um, but I do try to be transparent. I try to be the most transparent. Yeah, you are. I try to you always are. break down the entire deal, show all the numbers. I explained to you before the show that I will not break down the numbers anymore yeah, yeah. because I bought a property at such a great deal that the sister of the brother that sold me the property tried to sue me because she was like, you posted on Facebook that you bought this at a steal. You bought it too cheap. I want it back. Wow. <laughs> And she wanted the property back because he got it for such a good deal. Who made the sales price? 
the so it was in a trust and the brother came up with the prize. Yeah. He had it listed on LoopNet for I don't know, six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. I posted I have a three hundred thousand ten thirty one exchange. What do you have for sale? There's no way you got it for three. And the guy was like, Hey, I've got this triple net property for six hundred and eighty thousand. I'm like, No, I, I got three hundred thousand. I'm looking to buy a property at three hundred thousand. And then he came back to me a week later and he's like, All right, four hundred thousand. And I was like, No. I've, I've got 300000 I'm looking to get something at 300000 So then he came back to me, and he was like, all right, 300000 And I was wow. like, you know what? I don't want to do 300000 It looks a lot cooler if I bought it for $299,000.99. Nice. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, take a penny off. Yeah. And so I got it under contract. Uh, it ended up being a triple net deal with a corporate lease at a 17.9 cap. And, oh, wow. and uh, I broke down the deal. I broke down how good of a deal it was. And some of the they family came members you. came after me and were upset that he sold it that cheap. Wow. These are the real stories that you will not yeah. see unless you do deals. Yeah. Like stuff that you would never expect. And that's why you take so much precaution, like safety on your um, on your deals, especially the one that I helped you with. I've seen it in how you did it. You were super precise with it, and that's how it is. We're going to wrap up the podcast with some fire quick questions. Somebody just got into real estate investing. Like they're looking to get into it, and they're about to start. What's a quick advice you got for them? They're about to start in real estate and they need some advice. The biggest thing is networking. Like people, people go to networking events, but they don't actually go and network. Mm. Um, I'm really big fan of going myself and finding the people hiding in the corner and forcing them out of their safe <laughs> space yeah. and making them talk to people. But uh, on top of that, you have to put it to work. There, there are people that I know that I've seen at every real estate meetup for the past seven years. Wow. They know more about real estate than me. I will say that right now. They know more than me. They have read every book and they've never done a single deal. Yeah. And it does you no Powerful. good yeah. to read all these books, watch these podcasts and to go to these events if you're not gonna do it. Yeah, if you're not gonna do anything. I love it. So you're talking about network is really the main thing. Absolutely. That's huge. And you network, you get your title company, you get your lenders, you get your investors. You did, you made a post recently, uh, syndication. Are you doing syndications? It's coming. Yes and no. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a little iffy one. Okay. So check this. What would you differently? What would you do differently if you were to start over? Um, if I were to start over one, man. I think if you ask any investor, they would say, I would have never sold this, this, and this, and this, yeah. and this. Is that, is that the case? Um, well. But you, if you didn't sell this, you couldn't have got that. Well, a lot of things, if I would have known about 1031 exchanges, mm. if I would have known about the bird yeah. method sooner. Yeah. You know, I didn't know any of this. That, for, for a lot of people that watch these videos and gain the information that you're giving out here for free, mm -hmm. I didn't have that yet. Like when I started, YouTube wasn't was really You're just right. a bunch of videos of monkeys at the time. And, <laughs> yeah. and when did like you start? When did you get out, like when did you get into real estate? I don't know if we said that. I what got it, I got in at 2013. So okay. got it. Um, okay. Years. There there wasn't a lot out there yet, and we're barely recovering from the recession. So the mar yeah. the market like people were just oh I, I bought I bought at the bottom. But see, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that the 2008 crash was a crash and that I was buying at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I just, let, let me tell you how I got started in real estate real quick. I know we're getting near the end, but I went to a bank and I was, I had saved up from my plumbing company yeah. and I'd saved up $250,000. At what and, age? Uh, I don't know, 23. And Damn. 23. And what so, a beast. And so he was like, 
um, teaching me about inflation. I didn't know what inflation was. I'm not educated. I didn't know anything about finance or any mm. of this stuff. I didn't know what the S&P 500 was yeah. at the time, NASDAQ and any of that. Yeah. None of that meant anything to me. And so when he told me about inflation and that my money is losing value every single year at an average of 3%, but he wasn't trying to help me. He was trying to sell me some Some products that the banks had. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, so do you want to buy this bank product? And I was like, no. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go buy real estate. And so I came in not knowing things, but making good decisions on accident, thank God. Um, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't even know how to fill out my first contract. I found my first deal. It was an amazing deal. I didn't know how amazing the deal. I knew it was a good deal because yeah. I watched the market for a year and uh, before jumping in. But I didn't know how good of a deal it was. I didn't even know what contract to use or how to fill it out. I had a friend who was a realtor, and I called him, and I was like, hey, I don't know what you're doing right now, but I will pay you $2,000 to drop what you're doing and come here right now with the contract and show me how to fill it out. Nice. And so he came over there. He showed me how to do it. I filled it out and I bought this property that was off what market and you know, I bought it for 40%. I didn't know that. Well, and that property, what do you do with that property? Um, you held it, you refied it. You. Uh, I held it for three years and it was my very first property. I held it for three years and I sold it with the first four properties that I had bought. I sold all of them together to buy the apartments. Nice. Good job. How far did the 250 take you? How many properties were you able to secure with the 250? I was paying cash. I wasn't refinancing anything because I didn't know about the burn method at the time. Got it. 250 so, can get you how many at that time? Two, um, three? I was buying them for about 50000 a piece. Good wow. job. So let's say you got four. Okay. So because I'm, I'm trying to get an answer to yeah. those who are like, we don't got cash. How do we get into the game? How do we do this stuff? How do we, we got 10, 15 grand in the bank. Mm-hmm. They can do it with that. So one, I would always recommend wholesale for the first year because one, you learn so much about contracts and just the real estate in general, you get to kind of learn the market pricing. Yeah. Um, and you make a lot of cash real fast. Yeah. Um, so I always recommend starting off with that a little bit, but if they're wanting to buy uh, properties, whether commercial, residential, whatever, get you a good hard money lender, Get but you gotta also have your in game lender, whoever's gonna put you in that long-term debt. Oh, and, okay, so get the short-term debt. Yeah, to get, the get your short-term. Debt. And then, so like whenever I buy a property, I can go say to my hard money lender, hey, I wanna buy this deal. They're gonna say, all right, you only have to pay $2,000 up front for this loan. They pay everything else. Got it. I buy it, I do the value add, whether it's remodeling the house, getting a tenant in it, getting it full ARV, and then I go refinance it out with the, with the end bank. And sometimes when I refinance it out again, I get money at closing. Nice. So there's, I mean, there's times where I've bought a house and got a $10,000 check at closing. They nice. paid me. Interesting. Yeah. Very so interesting. You don't so always have to have money. You don't have to have money. That's huge. Um, wholesaling, you know, wholesaling real estate, many people talk about it and they hype it up and they make it sound, it's, it's beautiful to do and it is, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. People don't last in wholesaling because they try for one, two, three months, and then they're just, you know, they're shot. A lot of cold calls and stuff. You asked the right questions to that fourplex when you bought the 20plex. Have you even asked your son if he wants to still own it? Those are very tactical questions where that's almost somebody trained and knows how to ask these questions. For you, maybe it wasn't trained. Maybe it's natural. Maybe you learned to ask these questions as you were flowing. 
but every question you ask specifically in wholesaling or uh, buying distressed properties is knowing how to ask the questions. Yeah, and I don't think we came to the answer. He asked his son, his son did want it. His son said it. he has nothing that he wants to do with real estate. His son didn't even live in Grand Prairie. He lived in Austin. <laughs> oh, well, that certainly and, helps. And he said yeah. that his son uh, did a lot of drugs. Mm. And I was like, well, even better. Do you really want to <laughs> die and give him a two, $200,000 property that he can sell yeah. and do a lot of drugs? Yeah. Or do you want to give him a note that only pays him you know, $1,000 yeah. a month so you know he can eat, you know he's got a roof over his head, but he can't blow it all. Sure. Nice. And, and everybody landed. agreed. The father agreed that's best for him. The son agreed that that's what he would prefer to have. It worked out for everybody. I don't want a deal that's not a win-win for everybody. Okay. I love that. And I think that's why you're winning. You make sure everybody who you work with is also a win-win. And sometimes a deal doesn't look like a win-win for the outsider. Maybe him buying a 25 cap property or a 40, a 40 cap property. Maybe it's like you got a steel deal and you hustled them. But maybe for them, it was actually a very big blessing. Mm -hmm. That $4,000 that you paid that one guy who took over his mortgage sub to, uh, for him, that was a blessing. For someone else, like you hustled his equity because you know, but you gave him four grand, you took him out of bankruptcy. And, and the guy's a real estate investor. He knows the numbers. He knows how much I won. He also knows that if I hadn't done it, he would have lost the house anyways and would have not got $4,000. Yeah. And as an educated investor, he came back to me again later uh, on another property. So... Here's he, the here he didn't leave sour. Nice. Here's the big question that we're not going to answer. Everybody is wondering how do you find these deals? How do you call these deals? How do you locate these deals? You know, we're towards the ending of the podcast, but is there one word that you may leave them off with on how? I know there's so many avenues. Oh, Would you take it back to networking? Absolutely. Yeah. You would say that Absolutely. all those deals can yeah. come back. That's why that. that's why we're here right now, all three of us. True. This is networking. True. And True. so it all comes down to networking. Absolutely. Beautiful. So you guys heard it first from here. Networking is the word that we're going to end off with. If you guys network, you get out there, you build relationships, you connect with the right people. I can almost guarantee you, as long as you work hard, you wake up early, you sleep late, you put in the hours, you will gain success. Success never came to that person who easily inherited it or got it that's not true success true success is those who work their butt off every single day you ask jake or you ask ben or you ask me or you ask those who work real hard for their money who earn their money to spend some money in a dumb area they'll be hesitant to do it not because they can't but because they think of the sweat and tears they put in to get that money yeah. you guys get what i'm saying yeah so network hard connect with the right people and may God bless you all to hopefully let you flourish and do your best. On this podcast, our goal is value. If we don't give it, we don't do these podcasts. And so far, I think that we're doing good with that. This podcast was amazing. I want to give you a handshake. Yeah. God I'll bless you, you seriously. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so yeah. much for yeah. that. Thank you so much for your time, for driving out here. I really hope you enjoyed it, to yeah, be honest I with did. you. I did. I did. Um, I know that you got a... Oh my, he was, he was not going to actually make it today from how busy you are. Mid of the podcast, he took a call from Fort Worth for the EDC or the services department, if that's what they call it. And, uh, you know, we're still doing business as we're here, but we're putting in the time to hopefully give you guys value. Really appreciate that. Can't thank you enough. Hopefully we'll do another one with me, you, Jake, and then Donovan also yeah, yeah. get that going and give you guys more value. And that's the name of the game, giving back what I believe God's blessed us to have. We will always do our best for that. You got Karam with you. You got Ben with you. You got Jawad Dashti, a.k.a. Jake, 
or JD or whatever name that makes him money. Yes. Yeah. All of us right now, wishing you much love and much success. And also join the Discord below if you want instant answers from me and Ben. That's where we're at every single day. We'd appreciate that. And like and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you got value. Anyways, guys, for right now, all three of us, we're out. Peace. Good job, everybody. Yes. Good Beautiful. stuff. Good stuff.